What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Nerd with a Mouth podcast. I have more than one guest today. I have two, and we've been trying to get this episode made for quite a while now. I'm here with Nate and Clay, and if you guys want to introduce yourselves really quick. Hey, I'm Nate. Uh, I'm friends with Nick. Uh, we've been uh, co-workers, and uh, we both like movies quite a bit, so I got the invite. Um, I'm Clay. I've known Nick for a total of like two hours, so that's that's something. It's the only and... amount of time you need, really. <laughs> and I, I've known Nate for like two years, so there's that. All right, so yeah. we're jumping into it. Before we get into our topics for today, which are going to be great, I got a get-to-know-you question for the people listening. It's going to be a little... Well, just like, you tell me what you feel, okay? Ready. So, mm. Pixar's Cars. Yes. <laughs> I'm familiar with familiar with Pixar's Cars. Yes. One, two, and three, or just one uh, and three? Just the first. Just the I'm first. I'm familiar with the entire trilogy. Okay. Yep. So, Pixar's Cars. If you were a car in Pixar's Cars, which car would you be? Do you want me to go first? Because I'm ready. Yeah, I know you know. Yeah. Kachiga. Kachiga. Uh, I would definitely be Chick Hicks. Chick Hicks. Um, All right. Great. And, but like the dream version of Chick Hicks from the first where he cars, Dynaco? where he's got the Dynaco okay. Blue. Yeah, okay. that's definitely me. That Chick I'm Hicks. a big fan of the Cars franchise. So. Not, the, not the move over McQueen, shoves him out of the way one? I mean, he's fun. He's fun. But he kind of gets sidelined in, in the third one, especially. I don't so, really see him too much. In yeah, the third he one. Beca- he's kind of like really Tony sad. Romo in yeah. the third one. Okay. Where he's just like. <laughs> he's not really doing football anymore. He's, he's just, just there talking. Yeah. All right. So Nate. Oh man, um, not a big fan of the Cars trilogy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I should be honest. Um, only saw the first. Um, I, I I work in like a youth ministry, and we've uh, we actually did a game where we had to act out the Cars uh, mm. movie, and I was Sally. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go with that, um, but with like Sally. not confidently. Not I'm just, confidently. Going I'm putting with Sally. it out there, and which doesn't really we'll fit with the happens. character of Sally though, because she's very confident in herself. Okay. And, and you're not even comfortable in your own skin, so. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not confident with this paint job is yeah. the problem, yeah. Uh, but that's what we're going with for now. Okay. Um, if I have a revelation at some point mm-hmm. during the podcast, I'll uh, cut everyone off. And, yeah. with it. I, be oh my goodness, I am, I can't even think of another, uh, later, <laughs> my, I don't know. <laughs> my dream Cars character, like I wish, it's like, it's what I wish I could be. Like the peak perfection mm-hmm. is Guido. Guido, like, yeah, everybody incredible. wants to be. Guido. I don't have Everyone... the swagger to be Guido. <laughs> you don't. I'm confident no that one, I don't have that. No one does. Like the only guy who could be Guido is like the Dosakis guy, and that's about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So we have Chick Hicks and Sally. Who are you? Oh, who am I? Gosh. In all honesty, I'm probably Army Hammer's character from the third one. Yes, I'm. I could see that. Lots of lots of people think, oh, he's gonna say Lightning McQueen. No, I'm not Lightning. Queen. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm I'm the young hotshot rookie that comes in and just disturbs <laughs> everything and throws everything out of whack. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen the trailer, so I might not know he's, who you're talking he's about. The black sleek car. I'm I doing f- some research. I forget he's, his name. He's pulling up Google right now, really quick. And he's still, yeah. He's under three. About. Just black sleek. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what what you finding over there? It's like Thunder something, isn't it? Um, it's like Thunderstorm Jackson. Oh, it looks cool. Thunderstorm Jackson. Jackson Storm. Jackson Storm. Jackson Storm. Jackson Storm. That's pretty. That's a cool looking car. Yeah, that'd be me. He Is he the one that wrecks lightning? No. He does, re- or does lightning, lightning wreck himself. himself? He wrecks yeah. himself trying to he, keep up with And him. then he checks himself, and that's the whole movie. He's like, okay. ah, I'm getting too old yeah. for this. Uh-huh. He's, he's Danny Glover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. That's the full quote right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
what's on the dog for day? There's not a lot of news really going on except for with Doctor Strange and Multiverse Madness. They're getting a new director. Mm -hmm. They said it's not going to delay it. It's not going to mess with the story or anything. Essentially just getting a new director, which I don't know. Could be good. Could be bad. I really like the first Doctor Strange. Did they Strange. say who it is? They haven't announced who mm. replaced him. They just announced that he's not on the project anymore. Okay. So on the docket, and the thing we're going to be talking about is we're going to be doing a year review of movies that we've seen. And I'm sorry, disclaimer at the beginning, there's going to be spoilers. We might... Oh, yeah. Huge spoiler <laughs> warning. Huge. <laughs> we might disagree with a movie that you've seen that you really liked. We might... We might like a movie that you didn't like. We might hate a movie that you liked. We might not even talk about a movie that you really liked just because we haven't seen it. Sorry, we didn't see Hobbs and Shaw. We all wanted to. We were all curious. Hobbs and Shaw is the one that we had that we were all very adamant yeah. about. That we were like, we need to see it, but nobody got around to it. Right, right. Just curiosity more than anything. Yeah. I, I guess if we are to, we should talk about Hobbs and Shaw just real quick. Do you have something to say? Based on what we said earlier. Okay. Um, if... If you've been clamoring, if you're one of the people on the internet who wants Michael B. Jordan to play Superman be so in cool. like an Earth 2 Superman movie, this will tide you over based on what I've seen of the trailers. Except he's the bad guy. Yeah, so it's like it's like a bright burn kind of situation. Michael B. Jordan uh, in Hobbit and Shaw? No, no, no. It's Idris Elba. Idris Elba. And he but, says, I'm black Superman. So. And Michael B. Jordan it wants to be Superman. He yeah. has expressed I'd be fine in with interviews. That. Yeah, that'd be see, very cool. I'd be fine with him making that jump back over to DC now that he's done his Marvel thing. Just mm -hmm. like I want Zac Efron to play the Human Torch and the new Fantastic oh, Four thing cool. coming up with John Krasinski and his and, wife, Emily, Emily Blunt. Blunt. You didn't hear that from me unless it happens. If it happens, you you got to come back and accredit this podcast. <laughs> we are not the first to say that. <laughs> We're saying something completely original here. This yes, 100% yeah. original. We are the only people that want John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Absolutely. Um, I think DC News, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover comes back two days from now because it's on the 12th and that comes back the 14th. Going to mm -hmm. wrap up that. Arrow's final season wrapping up soon. So yeah, that's happening. All right, so now we're going to get into movies. Movie <laughs> all right, we're going to review all of 2019. So yeah. um, if we maybe mention a movie and you're like, I don't want it spoiled, you can skip forward a little bit in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, free to skip around. Because we're talking, we've got more than 50 movies here that we're going to be yep. going through. Some of them will take more time on than others, especially if we all saw some the movie. Some of them will be great movies, and some of them will be stuff that studios just put out. Mm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're gonna try to go chronologically, but we might uh, mix in some of the uh, internet streaming releases uh, throughout. Um, but we're gonna kick it off with you, Nick. Um, with me? Which one were we? With, with? Uh, Glass, Mr. Glass. Oh. Tell us what you thought. So Glass is the culmination of the movies. If you didn't know, I'm not Shyamalan directed that. It has he's a twisty man. So at, there was a twist <laughs> at the end of another movie named Split that he directed that tied in Unbreakable to that universe, and then. Glass is the culmination of those two movies where you have the protagonist and the antagonist from t those two movies and they're all fighting and they're in this institution um, and you it, it's the end of that too. Like, I don't think they're going to make another one but the big thing about it and why we're not taking a lot of time is at the end of it uh, Bruce Willis's character dies because he believes he has a weakness to water mm. a lot of people think if he just thought he didn't he'd be he'd live <laughs> because he didn't die to anything else but he died from drowning and they killed off Samuel Jackson's character and they killed James McAvoy's character. So mm -hmm. all the three main characters from those movies are dead. Mm -hmm. But now and there's that, hope. Now that's glass. There's, there's hope for, because, for because they showed that there were abnormal people in the yeah. world in a train station sending out all these videos that glass had set up for if, when he died that people would still know that they exist. Mm -hmm. That's glass. So was it good or not? It was great. Lots oh, of great. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. It didn't, you didn't make it sound like you thought it was great. The reason I didn't so. make it sound like I thought it was great is the twist in it 
the twist in that movie, I was like a little like, I'm like, why are they all dying? I wanted I wanted Bruce Willis to come out victorious, and he didn't. Mm. And like the uh, Samuel Jackson's mom, the character that plays his mom, and um, the girl that James McAvoy abducts and split, and Bruce Willis's son, all come together like those three didn't do like like that they weren't or they weren't horrible people and good people they're like oh we just need to make sure that their message that they exist get out gets out there and i was like all Wasn't right m night that's a little stretch samuel jackson like very clearly bad i mean he killed a lot of people like i know that he was like misunderstood but you can be misunderstood and oh, bad oh another big twist in that movie that i completely forgot about is the train that bruce willis was on that crashed yeah. If you've seen Split, there's a whole thing with a train yard, and there was a big theory that got proven was that the train that crashed with Bruce Willis on it had James McAvoy's character's dad on it that never came home, and that's why he's all messed up and has a bunch of different personalities oh, is because his mom was abusive because the dad died, and then all of that is Samuel Jackson's fault. So, and M. That's, Night, why, that's why it's called the East Trail, like 117 trilogy, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, because they all have yeah. links to that one train. Mm-hmm. That's glass. Great. It was a good movie for people that have seen all three. You're going to notice things and gonna be questioning okay. stuff but it was it wasn't bad it wasn't like top but it wasn't bad <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah I, I i didn't see it so i don't have a lot to say i don't really have anything you own say. it so I, you I can watch it, it eventually but I have yet to see it there's no reason no reason i just gave you the whole movie <laughs> yeah. right there Quick <laughs> We're we saw it right uh the lego movie too yep. uh that's the the next one nick yeah. did you see it i i know i've watched cinema wins everything great about it so. Okay, so you know what's good about the movie. <laughs> Lego Movie 2, the second part. Uh, we'll start with you, Clay, because you and I both saw this one. Yeah, I, I liked it significantly more than the first. Um, I felt like the at the first, they just kind of tack on like the end part with Will Ferrell, where it's like, oh, all of a sudden like we're in the real world now, and we're going to talk about like what the message of the movie is now, which I felt was kind of just like out of nowhere. Um and so it wasn't really earned. But here they kind of earn it the whole time, like tying it to like this feud between this brother and sister who have like a debate on how Legos should be played with. And I thought that was really cool. Um, and, and mostly that just connected with me and like how my sister would fight when we would fight over toys and stuff. So for that reason alone, that's like where I liked it. I want to give a quick apology to everyone that, you know, collects Lego figures. And I was <laughs> like, if you use these pieces for anything other than what it says the manual should use, you're wrong. Just one quick disclaimer. I don't want you guys to feel like <laughs> there's a right way and a wrong way to play mm-hmm. with Legos. Yeah. Nate, your turn. Um, I don't have I don't have a lot to, of thoughts about this movie. I did see it at the beginning of the year, so um, it has been a while as well. I feel like I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was funny. All of the voice acting is great. I think my biggest just shout out to the Lego movies every year has been the animation is incredible mm-hmm. and I'm upset that they keep getting snubbed at awards shows because I think I think it's stellar. And mm-hmm. watching the behind the scenes that they do, they're it's they're extensive. literally building mm-hmm. all of the all of these sets and, and I th- I think it's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I really like that. I think I enjoyed the other two I didn't see Ninjago, uh, <laughs> but Lego Batman. Is Ninjago, is Ninjago in that? Is they all one universe? Is that uh, what you're getting at right now? I, I think so. Um, but uh, I would say that uh, Lego Batman and the Lego movie are probably uh, a little bit better than this one, in, in my personal opinion. But I think they're all very funny and, and very good. I enjoy them, even if they are just one big commercial. What I still was, like them. What was 
the second character Chris Bradley is Rex Danger Vest, uh, something Rex, like that. Rex Danger, and it was like it was based on a character from the old Lego cartoons that they came out with. Like, do you know those Lego magazines mm-hmm. that you could get in the mail? Um, those would sometimes have like DVDs with them, or like a Bionicle comic book or something. And there was like a whole entire line, but the character's name was different. But it was kind of based on that, which was cool. Um, is like a nostalgia thing. I love and that they, they made him just Chris Pratt. Yeah, they just flip it on he, its head. He was like, um, yeah. He was like, I was, I'm a Raptor trainer, <laughs> as a, a galactic space pirate, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, so you're Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah, it's just Chris Pratt's filmography. It is Rex yeah. Danger Vest. Rex correct. Danger Vest. Oh, yes. Well done. Yes. Wow, you're two for two. Yeah. With uh, Jackson Storm and, <laughs> and now this. Yeah. You just gotta have just those are the little things in my head that just constantly are just. <laughs> what was the character's name? Oh yeah, it's yeah. Rex Danger Vest. Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Movie that you haven't even seen. A movie well I, done. I fully haven't well seen. Done. What's yeah. our next movie there, Nate? Uh, we've got, got one that's just for you because oh. I did not see this movie, mm-hmm. but I sat behind someone on a plane and I watched them watch the movie in a very creepy manner. But I didn't <laughs> see it. Uh, this, that's Alita Battle Angel. Oh, so Alita. tell me what you thought about it. Alita Battle Angel, for those who don't know, it's based on a manga that's based on an anime. And this is the first of hopefully many movies they've talked about making a sequel because it ends on a big cliffhanger. It's beautiful. It looks amazing. It's pretty true, except for like the gory graphicness of the manga and the anime. But like the biggest thing that I get critiqued for it is the reason I really, really, really like it is the main character's eyes because they make them anime big. <laughs> and I'm a sucker for big eyes. Needless to say, the rest of the movie. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it, has, it has a lot of action. It's jam packed. It's a great, great family movie to watch. Um, it's like it, it, it hinges on that line of pg-13 hmm. r like action is because like they're not real people they're, they're androids and robots so it's like we can slice this dude in half and it's still rated pg-13 mm-hmm. and that happens alita chops a lot of people up <laughs> and they sever a dude's head and keep it connected to her heart and he lives that way and i was like yeah, you know, typically, if it wasn't robots, if that was just a head connected to somebody's actual human heart, then that would that would be an R rating. But they were able to get around that. It's the main thing with it is it's visually stunning. It just looks good on a 4K TV. Like if you don't watch it on a 4K screen, it might not look as good, but it's it's looks fantastic. Uh-huh. Other than that, I'm just a sucker for the actress of the main character. She, it's, she's she's gorgeous. It's the eyes. It's the eyes. It's the eyes. It's yeah. the it's CGI eyes. eyes. If you liked those eyes, you'll like a movie called Bugs Life, <sighs> where they have these big bug eyes. Big bug eyes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what a lot of people got turned off by. By Alita, they're like, oh, her eyes are just like. But they're saying true to the to the manga, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. Like, that's why and, they did it. And like the whole thing is, is it's the same thing with Rogue One and Grand Tarkin. There's like this uncanny valley thing mm-hmm. where something looks so see like it looks so close to being real, but your brain knows it's fake. Yeah. And you just yeah. get uncomfortable by it. Mm-hmm. And that's her. Like I was watching it with kids from my international house and we were they were like, We can't like her eyes are just creeping me out. And I was like, Her eyes are amazing. What are you talking about? If people <laughs> had eyes that big in real life, it'd be amazing. I think there's a movie called Big Eyes starring Amy Adams and Christoph Waltz once again, mm. um, who's also an elite about angels. So maybe check that out. Just watch movies with people with big eyes. Those are the ones that are going to win awards. <laughs> I don't I don't know if Elite <laughs> Battle Angels winning many awards. It's winning biggest eyes. Biggest, biggest eyes. Yeah. It's winning yes. awards in my heart. Yeah. At the Razzies, it'll get biggest eyes. That's Elite Battle Angel. I'd definitely recommend it. Like, my synopsises aren't. Like if all the movies we talk about, our synopsis aren't going to be as good as just seeing the whole actual thing. So if you want to like get interested in a lead a battle angel, I'd go watch it before they start announcing the second one. <laughs> Check it out. 
All right, next on the docket, we have How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, oh. which uh, Clay and I saw. Yes. Uh, this one is... This, this is, is the one that the meme spawns from, right? Where you have, like, Hicka, like uh, Toothless doing a dance, yes. Hiccup in the Bush, thumbs yes. up, and the White Dragon just, like, looking confused. I haven't yeah. seen the meme, but that does happen in this film. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's a big meme about it. I messed uh, up your meme game up, Nate. I, I know. <laughs> I teach high school, and I, I don't know memes. Um... <laughs> This is another uh, movie that's wrapping up a trilogy, uh, and I gotta say, it's wrapping up a an incredible trilogy. Clay and I watched the uh, the trilogy before we before we went and saw this one in theaters, yep. and uh, just watching them back to back to back, it's good. You, yep. it's a really great story of growth, I think, of both Hiccup and uh, and of uh, his dragon Toothless and, and all of the other characters. Mm-hmm. This one is probably the most impressive, uh, just visually. Yeah. And that makes sense, uh, just because uh, the technology has gotten better, the ability to do the the computer generated like animation mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the voice acting remains uh, on point, awesome. But this movie has one of my top ten film moments of the year for oh. sure, and that would be um, that would be when they finally discover the hidden world with all of the other dragons. Uh, Toothless discovers it, and. Um, the, and Hiccup and Astrid follow him there, to, and they see they see Toothless at ruling as kind of like the alpha of the dragons, kind mm-hmm. of the king of the dragons in this amazing crystalline world. And the music, the, the song is awesome. I, I listen to it just whenever I want, sort of thing. Like I like I I don't have to be watching the movie to listen to the song. The song's great. The animation is probably top tier yeah. of all time in that moment in any animated film. It's really incredible, and the story is pretty emotional. Getting to see this trilogy wrap up and and see all the characters grow up and. Mm-hmm. And move on. So Hiccup gets a beard in this one, right? Oh yeah, yes, yeah. it's cool. It's very cool. Um, yeah, he's he's grizzled. Also, just like the opening scene of it is really cool. They're like storming this ship that's like got all of these dragons. The captive. opening scene is great. It's really cool, um, and it feels kind of Roger Deakinsy, which we'll get into because he was like a consultant for all three of the How to Train Your Dragon movies. I'm pretty sure all three, definitely this third one. Um, but we'll talk about probably the second. Later. The second, I think, kind of feel like has his style. At yes, least, yes, his touch. Absolutely. The second's probably my favorite, but I really did enjoy the third quite a mm-hmm. lot. I, I think this third one is my favorite for me, just because it is wrapping things up. Um, and, and I think it wraps everything up nicely, especially with like Toothless, like them kind of letting Toothless go um, and to like do yeah his own thing. It so, wraps things up better than really Star Wars. Yep. better than <laughs> better than Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> better than yeah. any of the other ends this year. Something, yes. something a big L I'm gonna have to just take is I've not seen any of the How to Train Your Dragon movies. Oh man, you gotta check them out. Like super good. And it's the same thing with a lot of another thing I'll catch too. I've not seen any Indiana Jones movies. Um, Neither is Clay. Yeah, I'm working okay. on that this so, year. I just when I when I heard they were making a sequel to How I Train Your Dragon, like the first sequel, like two, I was like, "Oh come on, DreamWorks, don't do this, <laughs> don't don't do this again, don't don't." But then when they came out with the third one and hearing everybody talk about how like, like yeah. oh this is really good, I'm like, okay, I'm glad DreamWorks yeah. DreamWorks did something. It's not like if they were to come out with a B movie too. Yeah. Now, no, it's it's super there. good. Um, you also, were sleeping on them for sure. <laughs> you were sleeping on How I Train Your Dragon. You listen, I was, in, I was in that weird phase of being a teenager. I was like animated movies. I'm 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 too old for that. I don't there? think I went through that phase, but I <laughs> but <laughs> I know people do for sure. Yeah. Um, also, just the music. Um, for how to train your dragon, it's awesome. I'm looking up who it's by because I always forget his it's name. It's John C. Uh, John J- Powell. 
Oh, uh, Jonesy is the uh, oh, Icelandic that artist that, that works with them. He's from uh, Sigur Rós, I think. Oh, and okay. I'm probably mispronouncing all of this. Probably. But uh, yeah, they're, they're great. But no, John Powell mm-hmm. kills it yep. as well. All three movies. As the composer, yeah. Fantastic. Yep. Next movie? The next movie. We, um, we got to talk about it. Uh, it's hard. It's hard because uh, Endgame followed it, okay. and this movie felt like a bit of a, a placeholder. But we got to mention it. Captain Marvel was is the next one. Yeah, Captain Marvel um, <laughs> introduced a lot of interesting things. Uh-huh. Did some stuff that I know lots of people didn't like. There's stuff people did like. I think the hate that it got is unfair. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think oh, the yeah. movie the movie is fine. It's yeah. definitely like very much a uh, military propaganda film, which was kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. But the the movie itself is fine. Brie Larson is very. I think she's likable. I think Jude Law. That's where is, we disagree. I think uh, she's not likable enough. That's the problem. Yeah. She uh, in this film at least. Yep. I think she's better in Endgame, which is weird because she filmed Endgame first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think maybe uh, that might be like direct the directorial style or something. Mm-hmm. I think she's more likable in Endgame. I, I think she's she's likable enough. Um, I think that Jude Law, Samuel Jackson, like the whole cast does a good job. I, the but, one, the one. What's thing, the problem? Because the one it, problem I had with Captain Marvel was they changed the gender of Marvel. That's it. That, that's that, the problem. Yeah. That was that was okay. Here's the thing. There, I, I feel there, like it doesn't like hurt the story. There were other. It, it could there, be a guy or a there, girl. There were other problems that I was just like, but it, like it works throughout the story of the movie how. She does certain things and then they, like in the beginning, she's not meant to be super liked. It's not until she realizes that she's been manipulated and like treated poorly that she like starts to become that likable Captain Marvel from Endgame. The thing with Marvel was I like the comic book, the comic book origin for her. It's a little bit more where he was a, like he was a super, like a superhero and he died and passed it on to her. Just these things with like the engine and stuff that I like. Just that storyline was the thing that like bugged me. It was I was like when they said, "Oh, my name's Marvel," I went Ugh, in theaters like it was just one of those sigh moments where I was sitting in the theater and I just went. <sighs> His death is powerful in the comics. Having him die of cancer that is like a I think a powerful moment. Yeah, I don't I don't know that it was my problem with think- this movie though. I think this movie was just a little. It was just it felt like a rehash. It didn't feel like yes. it was doing anything. It, you either have to do something new or you have to do something better. And mm. it felt like it was doing something that had been done and it was doing it well. I feel like the director was just playing it safe. Yes. Yeah, it felt like a very safe movie. Like yeah. She was like, people want to know how Samuel Jackson lost his eye. And everybody started making jokes. So it's going to be the cat. She was like, well, people want it to be the cat. So it's going to be mm-hmm. the cat. They didn't do that with Endgame when we talked um, about how Thanos would die. <laughs> they didn't give the people what they wanted there. <laughs> um, Touching on the, I know on that the <laughs> Marvel thing, like it wasn't necessarily, I don't think they changed a gender. I think they made it genderless, which was kind of the thing. Like they made it this weird entity um, that you just see and you see like whoever you admire the most. And for Marvel, it was this Captain Woman. I forget her name in the movie. Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> well, like whatever her actual name yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't think that that was the problem with it. I, I think you touched on it. Like, it's just mediocre. Like, every, everything think, felt 
I think it's also a lot of the hate the movie gets is just because it came out and everybody was like, well, I want Endgame. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. really. Yeah. Like, that was the same thing with like Ant-Man and the Wasp. Was mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp came out and yes. they're like, we just ended on this downer note of Infinity War <laughs> and you're going to throw us a comedy now with yeah. Ant-Man? Which again, Ant-Man does fall from, Ant-Man and the Wasp falls from the same thing. It's just like, it's, it's not doing anything crazy. Like it's not propelling anything. It's just kind of, it's not really bringing its A game even though it should be, especially following an, an Infinity War and then prior to Endgame. Um, so those, were, those would be my problems. Is I it Dr. Lawson? Is that the character? Yes, yeah, Dr. Dr. Lawson. Yeah, so not a captain, a doctor. Um, but I don't like Captain Marvel. I'm sorry. The film? <laughs> yeah. Okay, not the character or the film? I like the both. character in Endgame, the yeah. two minutes that she had. She doesn't get enough, but yeah. because I like I feel her. like, we'll, we'll talk about that when it gets to Endgame, but I feel like that was deliberate. Mm-hmm. She, she has such a good scene, though, with... Spider-Man in, yes. in Endgame. I, I really love that moment. That's where I'm like, oh, it's Captain Marvel as as she should be. It's the Captain Marvel that I've read in the comics. Yep. That was, I think part of it might be the haircut even. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Captain Marvel, it was it was good. Not not great, not spectacular. Uh, of the Marvel movies released this year, probably the, the weakest, but it got too much hate. Mm. Too much hate. I Especially from, it seems like from men mostly, yeah. uh, which maybe uh, points to something. It's just based on what she said. Yeah, it's mostly, said. it's mostly Brie Larson's comments towards it that people reacted to. Yeah. And that kind of plagued the movie. <clears throat> All right. All right, next, uh, Clay, you and I are going to hit a couple of, of uh, DC animated films that were released uh, this year. The first one I did not see, you did. Give mm-hmm. us your brief thoughts on Reign of the Superman. Reign of the Superman is a good conclusion to what they were doing with the death of Superman. That's really all I have to say. It's good, not great. Okay. Yep. Batman Hush. What are Batman your thoughts Hush. there? Again, good, not great. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, comic's better. Just read yep. the comic, honestly, uh, in my opinion. Uh, the, the film is a pretty faithful adaptation. Yeah. I think the change, if I remember right, because, again, we saw this towards the beginning of the year. It changes is, to the Riddler, right? Um. Well, yeah, they kind of change like who the ultimate villain is. Mm-hmm. Also, is Damien in it? I feel no. like Damien, is no. he not in he it? He was not in it at all. Okay, okay, I'm not, then Which I'm just crazy. Weird because he's been built up so much. In, in the animated films? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like he had his own um, trilogy, and then he went into the Teen Titans. Okay, so cool. Uh, yeah, Batman Hush, good. That's yep. good. There's those. Okay, uh, <laughs> Us. That's what we're talking about oh. now. Us. Ooh. Jordan Peele's Us. Uh, oh, that I think, movie that everybody keeps comparing to Get Out. Yes. Uh, in all of our top ten, I feel like, uh, movies of the year. Um, oh, yeah, it's uh, my number four. Based on just the, uh, when, I, when I brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, what, did, what did you guys think? So much. So much. Um, I... I'll, I'll let you go first. Let me go first because what I want to say will probably be said. I really liked it. I liked the the Jordan Peele like sticking to his guns with with his type of like horror thriller type movies where there's not a lot of like horror going on, but it just gets you like anxious throughout most of it. And I like the twist with mm. with Red and yes. I was like the one. <laughs> trying to figure out the words to say because this movie was just so good <laughs> it, was, it was just so good i love the family um there's a theory after we get our thoughts out there that i wanted to drop on you see what you guys think about the theory for the movie. there are many theories <laughs> <laughs> that's all there ever is with Jordan. this is yeah. the theory that like as soon as the movie ended i just started like looking up what people thought about it mm-hmm. um but i think jordan peele did a great job i feel like a lot of people like the, the critic score was high for it the audience score was low just simply because they were like this is not like get out <laughs> Like, well, yeah. no, it's not Get Out 2, it's us. Yeah. And I like his his use of, like, a predominantly African-American uh, cast. 
how he does that, how he's putting that out there. Mm -hmm. But he also has like the white friends who die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just like how like the the imagery in it, especially at the end of it, where you just see all the people from down below that are just all linking hands, mm-hmm. doing the chain across America thing. Yes, and hands across America. Hands, hands across America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's I, my. Thoughts. I don't know where Jordan Peele gets these ideas. He says he dreams about it. But He's a it's incredible. Too. It's it's incredible. Like they're, it, they're so unique. Like yeah. both Get Out and Us are like nothing I've I've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't feel the need to for us to like compare them or something because they both really stand on their own mm-hmm. in, in a really uh, cool way. I this has one of my top ten yes. uh, moments from from the uh, year as well. Top ten film moments. I, I don't know if it's the same as yours, Clay, but man, that the ballet fight scene the at, at the end Ooh. is mm. just visually out of this world. Yep. This I I'm on the edge of my seat. It, mm. It's so suspicious suspenseful like it's just a very powerful moment and and yeah like I, I if you haven't seen us hearing us hearing the three of us talk about it will not do it justice and you probably won't understand it because mm-hmm. there's so much going on but it it's really good and and the cast is great like um the the two leads uh Winston Duke right yes and then Lupita and Youngo mm-hmm. They're awesome, but the the kids are great as well. The, the, the child, child actors they got. That movie is awesome. Is crazy. Yeah, that that scene <laughs> in the uh, in the closet with yes. the fire mm-hmm. is it's Amazing. freaky. It's yeah. really good. Talking, it's like not necessarily horror, but thrilling, and it's just like you have yeah. this sense of unease the um, whole film. <laughs> and uh, is that everything you had to say about it? Yeah, no, go okay. for it, Clay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a lot to say about us. Um, <laughs> us like. Like we've been saying, it does stand on its own. Um, Jordan Peele is doing something incredible just with like the horror genre, um, just reinventing it and doing crazy things. And I love horror movies, so um, so I love this especially. Um, and I do like this more than Get Out just because it is more of a horror movie rather than it is like a um, kind of like a psychological thriller. Um, this this does go more traditional, uh, which I like. But as for like the pas de deux scene, like where they're dueling um, just in the hallway at the end, um, that is crazy. That's probably like a close second for my favorite moment. My favorite moment in the movie, and it like, it still is unsettling to me like every time I think about oh, it. Oh, I know and what I, it is because we've talked about it. I yeah, just, yeah. yeah. I almost start crying just thinking about it and it's the living room scene where they meet the tethered and the tethered um, people are talking to themselves, right? Um, and she's explaining this story about a princess um, finding like her prince and everything like that and how they have kids and one of them like have to get cut up. It was crazy. Yeah, you okay. have you have everything um, that we want is yes. kind of the, uh, the mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah, the, yeah she's like she married that, somebody that, it, that the other person necessarily wouldn't it's being forced yes. into it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and she's like she's like well what are you and she's like we're americans, americans. and that <laughs> and just that whole scene like just looking at it thinking about it like makes me shake and like makes me almost start crying and every time i watch that scene like i'm just crying because it is so uh, like nick said like it's just tense and you're just you're in that like moment like that feeling of just uncertainty where you don't know what's going to happen even if you've seen it three times like you're just you're just there. You're but seeing it for the first time yeah. is crazy. Oh Absolutely man, crazy. that was a crazy film, but like theater experience. Mm-hmm. Another good, like good thing in this movie that Jordan Peele did is how he just sprinkled 
like layers, like just little hints about the twist about Red and them switching places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's how, very subtle. Yeah. yeah, like how. But you watch it again. Yeah, in the beginning, how yeah. she's snapping off beat. She wasn't talking as a kid. Yeah. And it's like just little things like that. And then it's mm -hmm. like also how you see how she acts so animalistically when she's like attacking people and how she's like, when she like kills people, she's like, she's just grunting yeah. and animalistic. And then when you see them down in that dance scene, mm -hmm. she like, Red is being so timed and yeah. poised and like just so moved with it while she's just flailing yeah. about it's like it's really lucky that mm -hmm. that's how that ended because red could have won that fight easily yes but she got lucky yeah um one one more thing that i do want to say with it um just in terms of like what the film means to me um and it's kind of going off of what jordan peele said i don't know the exact quote but he was talking about how like he wanted to create a horror film that did touch on every possible kind of thing so that you can interpret it the way you yeah, want Yeah, he says to. everyone gets yeah. something different it's, out of it. It's your horror movie. Um, and, and so to me, <sighs> like, that's that's what it means to me. It's not that, like, I've chosen a specific thing to be like, oh, I want to talk about, like, the Hands Across America part. I want to talk about, um, like, kids going through therapy. Like, whatever it is, I... I just want to talk about how it is everything and how it still works because there's a movie that tries to do that in 2019 that I'll talk about. Um, that, <laughs> not yet. Not, I don't want to spoil what it is, but there's a movie that does try to do everything in the way that this does and it just fails at it. Um, and, and we disagree, but it, it's, we'll get there. All right. <laughs> the theory I want to propose to you is Let's that see. the sun is switched. Oh, at the end. No. So, so throughout the movie, so, the the things that like credences that lead to it is like in the middle is no from the beginning he's switched he's already is because when he comes back he doesn't know how to do the magic trick he's also off tempo with a lot of things and they like said that the kid knew how to do the trick and it's obviously something with fire and the tethered one is the one who's burned is uh -huh. the one who loves fire uh -huh. so i think in some time between the when they went there the past summer then they came there was That's something that happened where they switched I, that that kind of does make sense especially um, because at the end when they're in the car like he's mm -hmm. looking at his mom and he's like yeah. We got a secret between us two that nobody yeah. else. When I saw it, right. I thought it was because he just he, he saw just, something in her that he yeah. knew. Yeah, um, but it could be because he switched. With, I don't know. With that as well, that does kind of work, um, just in terms of like the uh, like the biology of it. Like you know, you have this woman who is kind of off tempo. She's off key. Like she is from that underground kind of world, and then she has a son like that. Uh, but they switch, and so they do reverse roles, and that I guess that makes sense. That's interesting. Yeah, like, and it, like they I said, like the it. last the last summer they were there and everything, like he his he's been acting a completely different person. They even say that in the movie mm -hmm. because he's also acting really weird. Yeah, he like like why is your brother so weird? He's like he's just different. <laughs> it's like there's yeah. so much stuff that when I saw that I was like at the end of the movie I was like, mm -hmm. I think there's something up with the That's kid with their son, especially because he was about it. he's like he did such a good job. That kid acted such a good job. He yes, did. he did such a good job. That's just the thing that popped into my head, like one of those things that you take away that other people might just go, yeah. I think, I think something happened. Yeah. Yep. Like maybe like the son got like burned and stuff and then the mom takes him down there and switches. Like, cause she knows her way down there. Mm. She knows everything. So she's like, I don't know if that would, I, I'm not sure. There's, I, there's, it's, it's a very like, it's not half baked. It's yeah. just, there's, it's just one of those things that there's so many like hints mm -hmm. into it. That yeah. There's and also there's just a so lot many, in the movie. Yeah, there's so many different ways that could have gone down to where it's still, there wouldn't be a definitive answer. Yeah, that's and Jordan Peele's not going to tell us. Jordan that's Pills. the movie this he year would. that made me think the most. Uh, yes. Probably like uh, after, I, I don't 
I'm not often like looking up YouTube videos and articles for like, what does this mean? Like, mm-hmm. what, do, what do, are people saying about this? But Us is one of them where after uh, the night, I think I saw opening night, um, yeah. I was just constantly like researching and reading about it just because I, I was so curious and yeah. I had so many thoughts and feelings after it. Mm-hmm. That's Us, guys. What a, what a movie. Yes. What Speaking a of feelings... <laughs> Shazam made me feel something. I don't know about you guys. Was, Shazam made you, was it good feeling? It was the opposite of you, us. It made me feel really good. It made you feel really good? Yeah, us made me feel un- uneasy. Shazam yes. is just like, oh, that was fun. Shazam, what do you guys think about Shazam? Shazam was so good. Yeah. I enjoyed Shazam so much. I enjoyed, as I said in like the last episode, how they did, where they were like, okay, we, as DC, we've had this sort of darker tone to it. But that necessarily hasn't been working. They don't care anymore. But like, with this movie, anymore. they were like, with this movie, they're like, well, we're going to be dark, but... We're also going to be upbeat and lighthearted. Like, we're going to have uh, the villain throw people out of windows, have mm. the seven deadly sins come out of his head. But then also Shazam's going to be <laughs> but like But also this. Zachary Levi. But also <laughs> Zachary Levi. Yeah, like, yeah. it works so well. Like, they finally found that mesh of just, well, we're DC, so we have our darker tone. But we also want to make sure that people aren't, like, always thinking that it's going to be dark and mm-hmm. awful and bad. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. I love the Shazam Lee. The Shazam Lee. Yeah. The Shazam the oh, Shafam. the Shafam. The Shafam. I also, ah, oh, what's his, Matthew Brody. Yes, play. I yes. love Matthew Brody. Oh, Matthew Brody. That was fantastic. awesome. I've been a fan of Matthew Brody since the OC, so. I didn't dude. discover him until this movie. Until this movie. Is that our boy from Ready or Not? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. No, I liked him. Yeah. I liked him Brody, a lot. Matthew Brody was in a TV show uh, called The OC. Yes. He was playing yeah. a very nerdy kid, and so seeing him, he's essentially being the character from that TV show, mm-hmm. but as an adult version of Freddy. Yeah. And as soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, <laughs> oh. Especially because since Freddy's the one with the limitations, he was the first one to just start flying right yeah. away. Mm-hmm. Like, think about how long it took Billy. Yes. But Freddy, as soon as he transformed, he goes, I'm flying, guys. Yeah, yeah and I mean, like, I love the Shafam. Uh, or the Shaz fam, whatever you want to call it. Darla. Darla's, <laughs> um, Darla's such a sweetheart. Yep. Um, Darla's so funny. Uh, but uh, with the uh, the whole entire family, like each of them do have their own. It, it's like he divided the powers into each of them, which is cool. And then like you have um, just Zachary Levi's, just Shazam. And he kind of has all of them, but he's like not perfect at any of them. Like if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of like baselines out. But uh, that whole entire Shazam family, like, surprise was really cool. Because I didn't think they would do it. I know. I didn't like, think they'd do was, it in the first And movie. movies are so bad at keeping secrets yes. now. Because mm-hmm. they just want to reveal everything in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was great that yeah. they kept that secret. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that they had done it. I was like, they're not going to do it here. They'll they'll hint at it, and then they'll maybe if do it If this movie does one. well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they I just go for it. that's why they didn't it. do Tawny the Tiger. Well, so they do, and that's part of what I was about to say. So the best moment for me in that movie was the Shazam family, but, like, right next to it, like, just the most heartfelt moment in the movie was Talkie Tiny in that little booth where, where, he gives the, where he gives the tiger to that girl and he says, hold this and, and everything's going to be okay. Like, this will keep you safe. Um, that, like, I don't know. That was just so heartfelt and awesome and I love it so much. Um, so Dr. Mind gives me the creeps. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Caterpillars yes. give me the creeps in general, but having them talking like that mm-hmm. gives me even more creepy. Yeah, I, I like Shazam. I, Shazam and, and Wonder Woman both uh, are kind of those movies that give me hope for for the DC because I, I love I love the DC no hope uh, from universe. Aquaman. No hope from Aquaman. No Aquaman's bad. Aquaman's, uh, Aquaman's really bad. Aquaman's dumb. And Aquaman's. Yeah. Oh, you think this is interesting? Explosion. <laughs> Aquaman was. I loved. Aquaman. Permission to come aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Momoa. I, I love that movie just for Jason Momoa. <laughs> 
I like Black Manta. I like Black Manta as well. He's cool. Like Ocean Mas- also, Ocean Master is one of my favorite villains of all time. And my boy Patrick Wilson. Ooh, yeah. Everything I'm was just great. But no, no hope for my And then Man. Explosion, no, the second Wallace? he's doing something interesting. There's there's nothing yeah. nothing for me there. No. But but Shazam definitely. Yeah. I I love Zachary Levi. I got to meet him, which was just like a really cool moment. Uh when he when he came to Utah, like year and a half, two years ago, I, mm-hmm. I got to meet him. And uh I love that Zachary Levi's getting getting some love because uh Chuck, Chuck. is such a good show. Best show of all time. Uh him as Flynn Rider, awesome. And then he he, you know, he kind of got thrown. He did Hallmark movies. He got thrown away in mm-hmm. in the Marvel universe. So I'm glad uh, he's getting some love here. Yeah, you know, came on screen and got stabbed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's thrown away. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that that was his destiny was to be stabbed and then. Sent I'm excited. To Marvel movies. didn't have the guts to kill anyone until like this year. So yeah. the fact that he got killed before 2019, yeah. that's yeah. not good. I, I loved, or I'm excited for the Black Adam movie coming out because he's like, what's that seven throne for? Mm-hmm. It's Black Adam, The yeah. Rock, who yeah. got cast three years ago. Yeah, I'm glad we're finally getting The Rock as Black The Rock is Black Adam. coming. Yeah. That's going to come out and then Shazam 2. And DC's I was like, development, like their production schedule makes no sense. DC, they're just making everything. DC gets it. They're like, well, we want that actor. Hey, we're going to sign you into this contract. Also, okay, now we're not going to make the movie for a very, very long time. We just <laughs> yeah. want to make sure that you know that you're under our contract. Flash? Yeah, <laughs> is Flash like, ever going to happen? We're on like the 30th director for Flash or something. Oh. <laughs> Between Flash and the Uncharted movie, <laughs> like, it's a mess. You know, you know who's playing Nathan Drake? Right? Tom Holland. Tom. But that movie just got lost at seventh director, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Just have Tom Holland direct it. Oh, but... <laughs> This year we did have Gambit get canceled. Finally, finally, finally Gambit. That's just that's off. Channing topic, Tatum's right? Gambit movie. Oh, Kevin Feige years. resurrected. Oh, eleven years of suffering, not knowing if it was going to be made or not. And I'm just finally... waiting for Deadpool three to come out where he goes, where they have like Channing Tatum there playing Gambit, and mm. he just goes, Ah, I couldn't get your own one, huh? Yeah, I that'd be a good moment. Wouldn't like it, but there you go. You just don't like that. I don't, I don't like, like Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, that's. All right. Speaking of things we don't like. Oh, no. <laughs> I got to go. <laughs> um, H asterisk CK boy came mm, out uh, this year. Heck boy. Hellboy. Oh, my god. No, gosh. Hellboy is a mess. Oh. Um, that is a that is a bad film. I'm so disappointed about because I love David Harbour. I love him so much. Just, he does a great job in Stranger Things, but so what you do? This movie is bad. It's it's really bad. I'm just gonna fix this Hellboy just real quick. Del Toro was you rolling get, in his get, grave, and he's not even dead. You get Guillermo del Toro back, and you just make the third one that everyone wants to make, that the studio doesn't want to make, and you just do it, and then we're done, and that's it. This movie, I um, I I don't have a whole lot of notes other than it's it's very over-the-top gruesome in just a really nasty way. It's just a gross-out film. Yeah. The story is nonsensical and, mm-hmm. and boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, the characters are not likable. The action's not inventive. The action's in not way. inventive. It's just gross. Yep. Uh, the, the CGI goes from good to bad, but never great, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. There's some also, really bad CGI weird, moments. Like, the weird throw-up thing where like someone's like soul comes out of like your mouth or whatever and they talk to you. <laughs> It's, like it's a bizarre yeah. film. No, I, I uh, can't. No, Pig Guy. Pig Guy was gross. Um, that was just... Oh. I'm just glad that Abe Sapien was only a cameo in this, because as my favorite character of Hellboy, he did not... He, he did not be He deserves him. better. He, he Abe Sapien deserves water? better. Yes. Yeah. Which should have been <laughs> like a... 
Doug Jones non, is so loving movie. He's so good as Abe Sapien and I the, love the, the others. Yeah. But anyway, just not good. Yeah. No. And it felt like every heavy like death metal band just came together and made a movie, like a two hour music video. And that was about it. Yeah, it's um there were a couple of like twists that uh, like were supposed to be twists that just aren't there were also twists in that movie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, they try to, like, give you some mystery, but it's just dumb. Mm. It's just not good. David Harbour is is fine, I think. He's just he's just not likable, and I don't think it's his yeah. fault. Like, well, it's, the, it's the writing for fault. You heard about fault. the messes that they had on set, right? I, I've heard just, that the, it was a disaster behind the scenes. The director was just apparently awful. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, Hellboy bad. is not nice. Don't see it. You deserve better. Um, even though David that, Harbour, de- David Harbour deserves better. Even though that scene in the trailer where he's walking up the stairs with the crown and the sword is cool, uh, if you have nothing good leading up to that scene, the moment won't be cool in your mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. That's that's that. Speaking of movies that are grossly violent, um, you saw Six Underground, Clay. Uh, uh, what did you think about that? Um, it, it's interesting. Because at some points, it's not grossly violent. It's very tame. And then at other points, which is the point you walked in on me watching I just it. I just watched, <laughs> walked through the living room during this awful thing that yeah. I never needed to see. A grenade put in a guy's mouth, mm-hmm. detonated. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay went over the top. I feel like that's not the first but time. What other movie other, have I seen that? that uh, the Dark Knight, but it's, oh, uh, yeah. it's just a prank, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... so as for Six Underground, I don't have much to say. It's just Bayhem, um, just all over again. Dave Franco was kind of wasted in the movie, I felt like. Because he's good. in that movie? Dave Franco's exactly. in that movie, and it's just wasted. I don't Parkour guy, why do we have parkour in 2019? I don't know. Because it was so cool <laughs> I, in Casino Royale, they I just, can't stop. I, I don't, I don't, yeah. So there's nothing I really have. To, it's just a mediocre movie. It's fine. Okay. Uh, what about uh, other Netflix action film, Triple Frontier? What do you I, think about that one? This actually surprised me. I expected it to be awful. Um, the cast is really good. The cast is very good. Oscar Isaac, um, Ben Affleck. Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. Um, I, I don't really have any complaints about it. Again, this is just another one where it's just good. It's not great. Um, there's not really crazy things that I have to say about it. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Also. Yeah, it's just a good time. Wait, he deserves. I mean, it's a it's a bad time because they're going through some bad stuff. But it's a it's a the Mandalorians in this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Just wanted to throw that. There's people who didn't. Yeah. Know Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal yep, he is in this. Yeah, we can't forget him. Um, I, I think he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy in this. He's like the Mexican um, drug lord. Him? Um, oh bad? no, he is a good guy. Sorry, sorry. I forget who plays the bad guy. We have guy. Google open. We do. We need to Google things. Yeah. Um, the bad guy is Giovanni Rodriguez, sure. maybe? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't like see the movie. Or it sounds like a bad guy. But, I mean, really, they're all kind of... The bad guy kind of gets sidelined really quick, and then it's just the situation that they're in that's the rest of it. Um, and, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's a good time. I think it's worth a watch. All right. Well... I think this is all of our favorite movie of the year, oh, so we need to devote some time to it. Oh. It has three of my favorite movie moments of the year. Um, I feel <laughs> I feel bad saying it's my favorite movie of the year because, like... Because, uh, why, why, because why wouldn't it be? So many people are like, I, I don't know if they're pretentious or, or what it is, but people are like, really, that one? But, I mean, it's just so epic. I, I can't so not just kind of gush over it and mm-hmm. love it. And I, I should be allowed to because yeah. it's really good. Yes. Avengers Endgame. Absolutely. 
Nick, we'll start with you. We can make our way around. Uh, but we all love it, so. <sighs> First of all, I just want to say I love you 3,000. Mm. Mm. Right back at you. Mm. Mm. This movie, honestly, one of the first times I've walked out of a theater, and in my head, I knew there might be things wrong with it, but when I left the theater, I was like, you cannot tell me that this movie isn't perfect. Yeah. Just the fact that they blended so well, culminating 22 movies, mm -hmm. and then also saying, we're going to give you so much fan service. And it's yeah. not going to seem bloated. Yeah. Dude, Captain America getting the hammer? Oh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Gosh, that was amazing. So good. So good. And, like, I mean, I'm sad to see Robert Downey Jr. go. I think everybody is. But it just, it fits so well. Like, he was the one who started it off. It mm. made sense that he was the one to end it. And this is, like, one of the, also the only movies I've ever openly wept mm. during. I it was making sounds. I was. I start like, like four in, seats, in four seats down the yep. in the theater. Yep, inhuman sounds. I, I I I started tearing up when like the first time I teared up was when Natasha died. Yeah, I teared up at that. Just the thing that like in this, the the, the rewatchability of this movie. I've seen it so many times, mm -hmm. and there's just different things that you pick up when you watch yes. a movie like this. Yeah. Like the thing, the reason I got, I keeps hitting me with Natasha is just the point where like Clint goes, Oh, you're going to trust him. Cause he knows your daddy's name. And she goes, I didn't know who my dad was. Yeah. Like that, like it just brings me back into like her whole backstory. Mm. And that just gets me the whole thing. When Iron Man dies, gets me one of the, one of the scenes that I think is such a great scene. Nobody talks in it. It's just, and it just hits me because I'm a big Spider-Man fan, is when he walks back into school and he sees Ned, because yes. then he knows, he's like, Ned got snapped too. My friend is still my age. He knows mm -hmm. what I went through. He knows I know that Tony died. He knows I was there. Mm -hmm. And he just gives him a hug. Yeah. yeah. Also, there's a character in there wearing Gwen Stacy uh, Spider-Man colors, just in case anybody didn't know that. Huh. I did not know that, you, but that's just for <laughs> that's me. Just you, <laughs> I love Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this movie... When it comes time for the Oscars for 2019, if this movie is like, it, it does, I don't think it's going to win a ton of awards. I think it's going to be like Black it's Panther, special effects, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, things like that. Maybe sound editing. It'll it'll if get a lot of like nominated for, like for best picture. I'll yeah. be sad. I, I, I think it should be acknowledged. I don't think it will get well, a best Panth picture. Black nom Panther got nominated for best yeah. picture. Uh, I think Black Panther is a movie that maybe stands better on its own, and that's why it got those nominations. Um, I don't. Uh, and I'm not saying that uh, Avengers Endgame doesn't deserve it. I don't think it will get a Best Picture nomination. It's not really being talked about right now, no. um, just from from what I've it's read. And from what just like a Lifetime Achievement Award. I don't know. Just give them something. Yeah, they did. They built so. something incredible. Uh, <laughs> Most movies Marvel in did. a franchise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's your here's yes. your award. Yes. Yeah, that was that was impressive. Uh, Endgame. Yeah, awesome. Uh, loved the scene with Captain Marvel and uh, Peter Parker. Uh, loved the scene where Cap gets the hammer. Mm. Um, Love just the epicness of portals. Um, yes. The song is is epic. The, I love the Captain America, America's at, booty, America's yes. booty. Mm -hmm. um, here's what Avengers Endgame did that was strong. Okay, and it took some just straight up lying to fans' faces. Yes, it's not called Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite lie that they told. Yeah. Uh, but this movie, um, I did not expect any of it for most of the movie. I, mm -hmm. I expected 
people to come back. And I had heard rumors of time travel, mm -hmm. but uh, the trailers uh, hit a lot. The cast um, did a really good job uh, keeping things under wraps and not spoiling things. Yeah. Although, so who left <laughs> their script under their bed? Um, that did. was John Boyega with Star Wars. Oh, that was John Boyega with yeah. Star Wars. Okay, yeah. no, so they did. They kept <laughs> they under did. wraps really well. Yeah. Uh, that was John Boyega with Star Wars. You're right. Uh, so, no, this movie is just... I, I, there's nothing that I can say that hasn't been said. This yeah. movie is just excellent, and it's it doesn't make sense if you haven't seen the others. So I get that it doesn't stand as well on its own, but it didn't need to. Mm. This movie does not need to just stand on its own. It's a it is the ult, It's yeah. the end. Yeah, it's the end game. Yeah, it, yeah. It's I love now it. We're I love the Doctor Doom saga. <laughs> we I better so. be. I hope so. We better be. Yeah. We um, need a good Doom. Avengers Endgame is wild i was crying the entire three hour runtime really um just from even it's the disturbing. opening scene like i just couldn't stop I, i'm just so emotionally invested in it and i have been um you know since i was a kid like leaving iron man in 2008 it was one of the greatest like you said like you cannot refute that this is a perfect that was me as a kid i do want to mention this yeah. uh based on what you're saying uh clay peterson 2017 I'm so tired of the Marvel movies. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes absolutely. Um, and, and I think Infinity War, like, and, and even, so Civil War was when I was really just tired. Um, the first time I watched it, and I watched it again, and I realized that Civil War is actually, like, a master class in Airport scene. Like, just the whole thing. The whole thing is amazing. Um and moving that, that like revitalize it. Infinity War came out and like again like really strong, and this just came in and capped it all together. And so, you know, like just ten year old Clay like leaving that theater thinking this is the greatest thing I've ever seen, and then now me twenty one year old Clay, this is again the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, just really cool. And and as for me, like my favorite moment is Cap just saying Avengers Assemble. I think that is everything. That's what we've. Like oh, th that, that is that is it. Like it's, and it's a combination of everything. It's a combination of portals. It's a combination of all of like the characters coming back, uh, the villain that's been built up, all of the character arcs like coming to a close. Um, in that fight scene is when that all happens, and and that's what makes the fight scene so great. Like no, it's not like this crazy inventive action set piece in the way that like maybe the Return of the King was. Um, but with this, it is epic. You can't deny, like, the size of it. Like, the scale of it is crazy. And I even wrote, like, a five-page paper on it just for fun. Like, it wasn't for school or anything, just fun. Um, we'll say I wanted, like, one of the, like, big best pictures I saw in this movie was the thing when right before that moment, mm. Cap stands up. Shield broken, arm bloody, no tight the straps, no and it's him it. versus Thanos' yes. entire army. And in that in that moment, a split second in my head, I went, "Cap's gonna die." Yeah, I was like, "Cap's Cap's gonna go down fighting." Right. And then that life was like, maybe then people come back because they already snapped. And I was like, people are gonna come back. Mm -hmm. They have to. Yep. I was like, Cap's gonna die. Yes. I thought Thanos was just gonna throw that double bladed helicopter blade at him, <laughs> and I was like, I was so worried. And then I just then you just hear. On your left, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, yes!" It was just such a sigh of relief, and just yeah. a, such a great. Just audibly, everyone in the theater just goes, "Yes!" The oh, amount yeah. of cheering—that <laughs> was people went crazy. Yes, if it you nice. if you have never been to a Marvel movie, Star Wars movie opening night, the only reason you should is because you won't be booed for for cheering. Unless it's like the Rise of Skywalker. No, everyone was so quiet at that like premiere. It was okay. crazy. 
I remember when, I, when the Force Awakens came out, I was strange, People were strangely quiet for uh, for Rise of Skywalker. Other than right, were... other than right when it went da 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 da, and people yep. went woo, and then the rest of the movie, people were silent. Yes, yeah. <laughs> was it like just seeing like those movies opening weekend when I was watching Endgame in the second like the with Endgame even when it starts, it doesn't start like a typical Marvel no, movie. No, it's no, it's quiet, mm-hmm. and it's like it's just so quiet. So people like people were like clapping when this like when when everything went dark, and then. Like we were getting ready to clap yeah. again, and then I, it's I just it's Hawkeye yeah, and his people, family dies, and I was like, "Oh yeah, no!" People don't clap until the title card comes up when they're like, "We're gonna go fight Thanos, and we're gonna get these stones back, and we're gonna fix everything." The title card comes up. That's like the cheering moment. I forgot about that Hawkeye yeah. scene. Um, it's that cool scene's moment. really just, good. Yeah, it just goes and like. <laughs> and I I love the argument about who came up with the mayonnaise line. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one who knows. Put, no one knows who wrote that. Yeah. No one knows who wrote that line. And someone just yeah. <laughs> It's in there. Who puts mayonnaise on a hot dog? On a hot dog. Like, and no one has any idea. I love that. Uh, we do have so many more movies yeah, to get through, just though. End game, so we'll see it. If you, if yeah. you don't, if, you, if you've you not, did. if you're like you us. You did see it. Yeah, you did see <laughs> it. But if you're that, if you're that one person. I have that didn't. If you're that one person under a rock who's not seen, who's like, well, Marvel movie. You, you don't even need to go watch all of them. I just say, watch the, the Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. Just... And then you'll be coming back and you'll go, yeah, you know what? They're right. This was, it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also watch Captain America Winter Soldier because oh, that's the... yeah. I will say Civil I, War. I almost said best Marvel movie, but it's so close with Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> but I love Civil War. Or not Civil, Civil War. Uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I love Civil War. I love you Civil War <laughs> I love Winter Soldier. I'm a Spider-Man fan, and then introduced Spider-Man into the MCU. <laughs> moving, okay. moving yeah. forward, moving we on through some things. Um, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. It's good. It's really good. I have to mention something. Uh, that's the underground fight club scene with Blastoise and Charizard. Mm-hmm. That's my honorable mention for movie moments of the year. It's so cool to see that live. I'm not even a big Pokemon Pokemon fan. Pokemans. My Pokemans. That's how I much of a fan he isn't, <laughs> is that he doesn't know how to say Pokemon. My mom didn't let me watch the show growing up. Like I uh, like I'm not a big Pokemon fan, but I know enough and I've played like the games enough and to like really appreciate how cool it was to see that live action. That was awesome. Yeah. Loved how even though I kind of I, I didn't kind of suspect it, mm-hmm. but I was like. The twist with the dad in that movie, and he's like, I the "Father, dumb. the father you lost has been with you all along." <laughs> I was kind of at that point. I was also like, "I was like," hmm. and it's then it's just Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> "I did not like." I was like, that. "You had to get I, Ryan." I was like, I was like yeah. you're not going to cast Ryan Reynolds and not have him in person." Mm-hmm. Like you got to, you, yeah. you can't have Deadpool there without seeing him. But this movie, something that I was watching and reading, they said we're happy to see that Ryan Reynolds can still do great comedic movies without needing to be vulgar. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I just love seeing Pikachu drink espresso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pikachu was so cute, that was dude. Good. Okay, <laughs> yeah. um, Don't Let Go. It used to be called Relive. Mm. They changed the title of the film partway through uh, to make more sense, I think. Um, Don't Let Go. We Clay and I saw this at Sundance. Sundance. We had we were coming off of the worst Sundance experience <laughs> of our lives. The worst experience of our lives. <laughs> it, was, no, it was awful. That whole day was The awful. movie does not deserve to be mentioned. No. We were not going to say its name. Nope. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um... Don't Let Go, though, uh, surprised us and was quite good. Uh, better than critics are giving it credit for. What yes. do you think, Clay? Well, so here's the thing. Memento by Christopher Nolan is one of the greatest, like, kind of detective thriller, like, of all time. Um, he's not really a detective, but he's, like, unraveling this mystery. And 
And this had, like, serious flashbacks to that, like, the first time I watched Memento. But Don't Let Go is not being talked about. Everyone just says, like, it's fine, whatever, leave it alone. I think it's fantastic. Um, And as for, like, honorable mentions of the year for movie moments, there's this amazing movie moment that they have um, where they're trying to... The main character is trying to convince his niece that he is from... The future. future, yeah, because he's talking trying, to her on the phone. Yeah, he's trying to prevent his his niece's death and, and save her by calling her in the past. So it's like this weird, like it, it's bananas. It doesn't make any sense. But when he's convincing her, he goes to this diner and she goes to this diner, and they're sitting across from each other in different timelines. So they're not actually looking at each other. And he just says, "Pick, like pick a, any bubblegum flavor, okay, and then chew it." put it under the table, and I'll tell you what color it is. And then he grabs it, and the acting here is incredible. Like, the acting on this little girl's part and on his part. Storm is, Reed was awesome. Yes. David Oyelowo. Amazing. Oyelowo. I'm yes. saying it wrong, and I feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they both, they carry this They film kill it, yeah. Amazingly. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, and just that, like, then she, he says what it is while he's on the phone with her, and she just starts like a single it's one of those moments where like a single tear runs down her face just like in shock and awe of what's happening and that's when it's like that's when like the last act comes into play and it's like all right now it's time to like actually fix this like this tragedy that happened at the beginning of the movie um so just watch it i don't care just just watch it check it out it's it's really (laughs) worth watching um and it's not getting talked about it was a really good movie i love that brian tyree henry is popping up in everything because he's a great actor he's he's so good in atlanta but he's popping up everywhere Mm -hmm. now and he deserves it yeah that dude's awesome yeah okay uh next we have john wick chapter three parabellum yep good uh, good Keanu action. Keanu. It, uh, it does You're have... breathtaking. <laughs> you want to know John Wick Chapter 3? You're breathtaking. As for moments of the year, this uh, this did make my top 10 moments. Not top 10 movies, but top 10 moments of the year with them defending the hotel at the end. Um, it's epic. Super epic and super cool. Um, also, the glass fight scene was really cool. But, but mainly this, uh, just the end. Was My moment's awesome. different than yours, but I also have a top 10 from this. Um, the knife fight <laughs> hallway, is yeah. just awesome. It's just pure action <laughs> awesomeness. It's not like the epic proportions of nope. defending the, the Continental, nope. but it's so cool. Yes. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the horse? The horse um, was cool. The horse was cool. It was in the trailer. Sometimes yeah. things that are in a trailer, like I see them a lot, and so they kind of lose what makes them special. The knife thing was not in the trailer. The, the horse kicking thing was cool. But there's, we like the horse. So I'm going fighting on a horse. is just such a cool concept. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, there is this part where like he tricks someone into going around a horse and then he like spanks the horse and, and the horse kicks, just the, kicks guy. the guy. It's just crazy. It's just bananas. Um, John Wick is so good at following the rule of cool. Yeah. Because they don't need to be grounded or, nope. or realistic. So they say, if it's cool, we're going to do it. Yep. Um, the yes. John Wick, cha- uh, John Wick 1 yeah. or 2? It's 2. With John the, Wick 2 has the, the silencer. The silencer. In the, pistols in the mall in oh the mall and they're one of them's down below and one of them's like on this on, on the, like the next rise. level yeah. and they just keep shooting each other like and the director cool, cool. The, everyone was like that's not how silencers work like everyone would be in panic if they were actually shooting at each other because they're just like shooting inconspicuously through like crowds and stuff and, and he's like i don't care it's cool the director's like it's cool it's john wick it's cool so we're gonna do it love it okay a lot controversial opinion yeah controversial opinion about Aladdin. let's hear it Will Smith's friend like me 
is the best rendition of Friend Like Me. And nobody can tell me otherwise. I agree. Whoa. Because I'm not the biggest Robin Williams fan. That's a That's hot a take. <laughs> that is. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And that's all I have to say. Just know if you like Disney, you like Aladdin. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, but you'll go. This isn't the animated one. Also, my wife, Naomi Scott, she is in this. The Pink Power Ranger. Yes, Kimberly. The Pink Power Ranger. Kimberly, she has my love and all of my heart until the end of time. Here's my opinion, my controversial opinion, because I did not see Aladdin. Uh, give us a second Power Rangers yes. uh, starring, <laughs> uh, starring the, t- the team from 2017. Yes. That movie is good. I and agree. I don't get the hate. Yep. It's... And, Moving on. Well, they can't do that because um, what's his name who played the Red Ranger is going to be playing Wolverine. Maybe. Another hot take. If that happens, you that's, know. You know <laughs> that's, a, that's a young Wolverine. Um, or is it Montgomery? Da- da- Dax Montgomery. Da- is it Dacker? Dax- D-A-C-R-E. It's Dacre Montgomery. Dacre Montgomery. Hopefully I never work with you as an actor because then you'll listen to this and go, you didn't know how to say my name. He was handsome in Stranger Things. Okay, Brightburn. Tell me what you think, Clay. Evil Superman movie. So this has my number six moment of the year. Um, Super cool. This is something I've wanted since I was little. And I know it's weird to want this when you're a little kid. Um, Is it Evil Superman? Yeah, like I, I, because I grew up with horror movies, which isn't what a child should do. But I did um, because I'm a little rebel when it comes to watching horror movies. But I, I was like, you know what? I... I want a bad Superman movie that's like a horror movie. And I wanted like a horror superhero movie for so long as well. And this kind of checked all of those boxes. And no, it's not like this amazing, like, oh my gosh, like this is going to win Best Picture. Like, it's not like that. It, like kind of Nate was talking about earlier, like it does things that have been done before, but it does it so well that it is just so great. Um, And as for like the best moment in the movie is when... Um, the dad takes Brandon, the young Superman kid, oh, to man. a forest. I saw this movie. And, <laughs> and, and he, he takes him to a forest, and he's going to shoot his own kid, and he does. Like, he actually does, and you don't think he's going to. And then he does, and it just pings off of Brandon's head. because he doesn't. then know he realizes he what Brandon is. Bulletproof, and Brandon just turns around and looks at him. And that's when you're like, oh, no. And it's just, it's intense. It's kind of like us, where, like, you're just constantly tense throughout the whole thing, like, wondering what Brandon's going to do next. And it's amazing. Um, it's disturbing, but rightfully so. Yes. Um, and, and so, yeah, like, it's just... It's so great. All of the performances are very strong. Like, um, it's kind of a silly concept, maybe. So you could potentially um, get, I think, at, like, serious actors not taking it seriously yes. or um, just there to have a good time. But they're invested, and mm-hmm. it it really shows. Like, it makes the movie so much stronger. Like, like the chemistry between the lead, the parents is great. Um, it's Elizabeth Banks and Moss or Banks, yeah. Sorry, uh, Elizabeth. Not Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth <laughs> Banks, Banks and then uh, Roy from <laughs> from, from the Office because I don't Rangers remember his name. And Power Rangers twenty seventeen. Yep. Uh, and they, they, you can tell they love Brandon. Yep. And um, they do. And they have good chemistry together, and it makes a good movie. Um, here is a scene that was in the trailer that was still yep. very powerful yes. in the film. The scene when Elizabeth Banks' character is hiding under the counter. And Brandon is destroying the house, oh. just flying back and forth. He's like just throwing, destroying he's like having it. a temper tantrum. Throwing a temper tantrum yeah. is so scary. Yes. It's Terrifying. so good. Um, yeah, Brightburn. Uh, 
Better than I thought it would be. All right, we're going for some stuff that we saw on streaming. Um, We're going to start with uh, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. I I did not see this. I was the only one that saw it, right? Or did you see it? I did not see it, but I did Ted Bundy. Yeah. The Ted Bundy movie. Yeah, it was really controversial. It was was really controversial because, like, people thought maybe it was trying to, like, um, humanize, like, the horrors that happened and everything like that. I don't think that it did that. It's very clearly, like, saying, hey, this is wrong and this is evil. It's shockingly wicked, vile, cruel. I I don't even know the title of the movie anymore Um, because it's It's just... It's bad. (laughs) Ted Bundy did bad things. Yes, yeah. Uh, He was in Utah. Ted Bundy is bad, the movie. Um, And it surprised me. Because it didn't go that route, which was good. It, it did, like, definitely kind of say, hey, this is bad. Like, everything here was bad. Good. <laughs> um, which, which was good. And I respected it. Um, and, and it was, it, yeah. Did you I, like it? I did. Did you I, agree with was, them casting a such a heartthrob to play I Ted did. Bundy? I did. Um, just because Zac Efron kind of killed it, just in terms of acting. Um, Who would have thought? You know, <laughs> Who Troy, Bolton. Troy, yeah, Troy Bolton himself. I watched High School Musical the night it premiered on Disney Channel with oh, my sisters. My I've been I've been there since I the do beginning. That. I taped I'm a, it. I am a I am a Zac Efron day one. All right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, should that's, he play Wolverine? That's really all I have to say about it. Uh, it just torch. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> it surprised me. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I am mother. It sucks. Okay. And finally, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Finally, uh, El Camino. El Camino is just fan service for Breaking Bad fans, and it was time. good. But it also, but it carry, it, it carries itself. Yeah, as well. its as its own movie, you wouldn't even have to watch Breaking Bad really to understand. You it. should. You but should. You don't have. You don't to. have to. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I love Breaking Bad, and I loved getting to see Jesse Pinkman again. He's my my favorite character from it, and um, he carries a really strong film that I think gives you closure that you didn't know you needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get to they bring back because there's a lot of flashbacks. They bring back all of the uh, all of the yeah. your favorites from the show yeah. in a really cool way. It's a lot of fan it's service, real, but good. It's a real Toy Story four situation, <laughs> which we'll get into. We will get there, but not yet because we have to talk about Godzilla, King of Monsters. Do we have to? Uh, it's on the list, and you gave it a thumbs up, which means you want I heard to Millie talk Bobby about. Brown it. I do want to talk about. It. Had to up her screaming quota. From yes. Stranger Things. For this <laughs> yes, <movie>. absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Absolutely. Um, um, this movie's not great. No, not by any means, <clears throat> other than just visually and and the the soundtrack behind it by Bear McCreary, who's like one of the newer like composers. That's I the God of War guy, right? That's the God of War guy. Does yeah. it does it get you ready for Godzilla vs Kong? It does. It does that uh, at least. Like, it, as a fan of Godzilla, it does. If you're not, like, if you're indifferent, you're probably, like, whatever, I'll see it. Yeah, um, that's where I'm at. So far out of this, like, monsterverse that we've had, um, Kong Skull Island is still the best. Still reigns mm-hmm. supreme. Uh, um, yeah, there's some silly stuff in that, but that's still a fun, good mm-hmm. movie. It's a great, one of my favorite action movies. Um, in my top ten action movies, really. But the best moment in this is definitely Godzilla's lair underwater, which you actually fell asleep during this part. I don't fall asleep in the theaters, but this movie is boring. It is. For being a monster smash em up like, I, <laughs> I want to see monsters destroy stuff yep. and cause destruction, but this movie is boring. Yes, the, and it's everything outside of the monsters. So apparently I fell asleep for the best part. Yeah, also Vera Farmiga is just, she makes me angry. She's not our damn... Um, but no. uh, but yeah, like Godzilla's Lair was really cool, and you get to have this moment um, with is it George Takei? No, 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 no,
He did. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, from uh, that's Star yeah, Trek. Star Trek. I was going too far back. Uh. Um, I don't know why that name came up, but anyway, Godzilla's there, and he gets to like say hi and goodbye to Godzilla. Uh, like he gets to kind of put Let his hand. Let them fight. Yeah, and, and it's like really. Cool. He doesn't say that though. <laughs> that's just, that's uh, his cool moment. Yeah, missed opportunity <laughs> from the first one, but super good. Um, and, and then he sacrifices himself to uh, have like a nuclear explosion go off to have Godzilla come back and gotta fight. charge him up so yeah. that he can beat King Ghidorah and, which I did watch and was pretty cool yes so it was a cool movie but it wasn't good alright uh, we're gonna go with X-Men Dark Phoenix and oh. Nick you have to go first here because um, we are going to say that everything that you say is wrong yeah. after you share your yes, thoughts absolutely this movie's not good it, 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 like for being one of the only x-men movies to not have wolverine in it i was like <laughs> oh geez that's gonna be a misstep for you and then i just wasn't a fan of mystique in the very beginning where she goes for it being called x-men you know a lot of the women do the saving around here and i was like all right mystique all right jennifer lawrence i know you die in this movie i i'm ready for mystique to go away <laughs> it was that one line i was like oh, i paused i had to pause the movie and i had to like, go somewhere else for 10 minutes because i was like i just nick nick like the x-men are known for having like the strongest like female i, I know characters. i know it was just that the fact that the way she was told to say it and the way that it played I, out i in don't like movie, that line that line I did is not bad. like that line yeah i also think they did an okay job with the Dark Phoenix story. There's just certain things where I was like, mm-hmm. like, like the part where she's all where where Jean Grey is going. I'm gonna listen to this person that I have not that like, this random alien person telling me that I'm gonna do this when I just didn't agree with the way that they handled mm-hmm. Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. I was like, X three didn't handle it very well either, and this one. I just was I wasn't feeling it. It didn't grab me. This like there was stuff in this movie I liked. I love Magneto. I love oh we I we love the fast vendor dude. I love the scene in the train. Like my my probably my favorite scene in the entire movie was the one that was advertised the most at the very end in the train. The rest of the movie I was like this is pretty boring and I don't. They took Quicksilver out of the movie in the very beginning. Otherwise he would solve all the problems. Exactly. I understood why they did it, but I was like you have you made two scenes specifically for him and then the one scene this that you made This is the first for him, time they've taken him yeah. out of the movie. Yeah. You had this you had him in the beginning he's running really fast and then nope, he's on the ground almost dead and I was like where's Quicksilver? Yeah. And then also the thing where where um what's his name? James McAvoy. No, Cyclops. Oh, Ooh, where he's like, that. I'm just gonna not listen to you anymore, Professor X, and I'm gonna. Or no, he was he the one? No, it was Beast. It was, it was Beast. Beast. It was Hank. Oh, yeah. that yeah. seems so that, good with Beast and Xavier. That's my close second for the second Ooh. best scene in this I, movie. That scene was good, but the fact that he was like, "This is all your fault, Charles," yes. and I was like, well, "You agree?" I yeah. I do to a certain and degree. And he can't admit it. Which is amazing. Charles has so much pride. Yeah, and he's I like, this it. is your fault. This is your fault. Just say it. And he's like, I can't. But I mean, like, also, like, another part of the movie is when she goes back to her dad. Mm. And he's like, he said that he would take you because I just wasn't mentally. He's like, you forgot what you did. Did he erase that? Like, I also, at that moment, I was like, I'm endearing to Charles because he was like, I want to erase this terrible yeah. thing from her memory. Yeah. And Everyone's I want to give her a good life. And that doesn't show until, again, the very end in the train scene. And I was like, everybody's just looking over this that, yeah, Charles took her and he may have messed with her mind a little bit, but it was for her benefit. He was trying to do what he thought was right, which is where you say he has a ton of pride, but he was just trying to do what was right yeah. for her. That's yeah, complicated. 
isn't it? <laughs> it is. It oh, is. Oh wow! Uh, it's this so is, this movie. This movie it, sucked because there was no Wolverine in it. I'm it's saying X, it's X Men Dark Phoenix <laughs> defending season. Let's go. <laughs> this movie was there's there's no Wolverine in it. Yeah. Like they took a big L on that part. No. Even if it's another cameo, just like in it was in Days of Future Past. It was Apocalypse. On Apocalypse. Apocalypse. I know Hugh Jackman said he didn't want to come back, but it's interplaced. Like you can't like, bring him back after done. Logan, dude. He's done. It'd be a disservice if you brought him to do it hurts, something. It's it hurts not, Logan. It's not on par with Logan. It's You can't. Um, also, my dad got a little confused when uh, when Ty Sheridan dropped an f He's like, they're doing that in the X-Men movies now? They're yes. doing that in Marvel stuff? I was like, Dad, have you not watched the Marvel? Like, <laughs> have you not watched Deadpool? <laughs> have you not, well, I was like, have you not watched yeah. the ones with James McAvoy? Because yeah. they had, in the very first one, in uh, first class, they had yeah. Hugh Jackman and then James yeah. McAvoy in the ne- and Days of Future Past did it. So I was like, this is not new. Yeah. Nope. You get one per movie. Now sometimes two. Everyone's trying to get two. But uh, yeah, so with this movie, huge defender of it. Um, I, I think like... So this movie for me is like a better version of Revenge of the Sith. Um, And Revenge of the Sith gets a lot of unnecessary hate because what it does is it's like it's masterful in tension and in making you want it to go one way, but then you get what you need in the way you don't want it, which is like interesting and good. And I like it because it it makes me feel conflicted. Um, And so with this... And obviously this isn't a perfect movie. It has major, major flaws, um, as does most X-Men movies except for First Class and Days of Future Past. But with this, like, it is tension-driven and character-driven as well from these characters that, like, have been built up over two different trilogies. And and now we're kind of capping it off. And it's not like... It doesn't cap it off in the same way that it should, like, for Endgame does... Like, the way that Endgame does or the way that How to Train Your Dragon does or anything like that, uh, which is where part of its flaws come from. But that scene with Magneto um, talking to Jean for the first time... Whose blood blood, is that? Yes, whose Whose blood blood is that? that? And it's the person that he loves, and he never gets to find out until like after that whole entire like uh field scene on Genesha Genosha Genosha um just crazy and then he's like you know what I'm gonna kill her and he's talking to Charles and again like you have that tension and Charles is ready to give this big speech and he's like no one cares anymore no more speeches no more speeches like we're just it's time (laughs) yeah like just it as an X-Men movie fan like i I like the x-men in the comics i haven't read much of it um but just in terms of the movie like i don't care how you feel about the phoenix saga um just for the what they've established in these movies i think that it does do a lot right i think calling it dark phoenix was a disservice to the film because the phoenix stuff is maybe the weakest part of this Mm -hmm. movie Mm -hmm. Uh, what's strong is all of the performances. I mean, I think that's another reason some people didn't like the it. They were like so going good. into it thinking this is going to be the Dark Phoenix, and then mm-hmm. they it was really down. I mean, yeah, even try even try like naming it something different, like even just X Men Rebirth. You know, like just so that you kind of have that Phoenix Reborn thing in. from the ashes. Yeah, like just yeah, like it's it, that would make more sense, and it wouldn't make people so angry where they're like, oh, they didn't do the Phoenix saga right. Like it's not what they're trying to do, kind of like they're yeah. they're, and, they're taking things from. And it. there were reshoots, which mm-hmm. we know because yep. of Captain Marvel. Uh, yes. They had to they had to do reshoots to because the movie was too similar to Captain Marvel. Uh, I don't yeah. think it was anyone's fault. I think it was just yeah. The movies were coming out at around the same time, and they were doing very similar things. Yep. Uh, and you can tell there were reshoots, but the performances: Nicholas Holt, James McAvoy, all Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence—they all they all tear it up. They're and that's great. every one of these movies. No matter what, any of the movies always has the best acting. Yeah. Like they're awesome. Going for them, I will say the thing that and the like, train scene—it's what thing, propels it. The thing with this movie, which I think 
I think there's a reason they killed off Mystique is because a lot of people were complaining in the other ones that it was like, why, like they got Jennifer Lawrence, this really high build actor. So they're like, yeah, it's all going to be focused around Mystique, mm -hmm. which I know that bugged some people. It kind of bugged me because like after first class, like I like where she's like, oh, I'm going off with Magneto. But then yeah. she came back to the X-Men. I was like, okay, I know the comics. I know she's a villain, mm -hmm. but, but it was just seemed like she was like the fact that they, I feel like they focused a little too much on Jennifer Lawrence. And then it was her at the height of her popularity. Yeah. So and they then really made, and then they killed her off. Cause they were like, okay, you guys aren't liking this. We're going to kill her off and see how well the movie stands without mm -hmm. her. And I think it works. Yeah, it propels it propels a lot of the tension. Um, mm -hmm. I was I was I guess bummed like that they killed her, but I think that's a good thing because I'm, it means that I liked her. I'm mostly bummed that we don't get the epic ending that we kind of deserve for this. The train scene's good, but it's not like an epic finale. No, but it's and, so and it's even, so cool. even the Phoenix Force stuff at the end where she's fighting Jessica Chastain. Like it's it's again, not all of it is earned and it does have massive issues. But what's there is good the I think movie that was is flawed but it should not have flopped the way it i did. think that was part of like the reshoots is they were like they found out fox is getting bought by disney they're gonna end up rebooting all of this mm -hmm. so they wanted to do like a sort of like this is the end lovelier thing that's why i think you also get charles and him yes outside of it and they're playing chess yeah i think they were like oh this is oh, gonna they be definitely added that after yeah, this is There's gonna be no a big way. that was definitely the last thing that they filmed it just is <laughs> like oh we should do this <laughs> we're having a um, batman dark knight rises yes, moment yeah. where we just see them in playing chess very much so all right nick you're up tell us about secret life of pets 2 we didn't we didn't we missed that one um <laughs> i also missed the first one somehow Secret life of pets 2 if you've seen the first one it's hilarious kevin hart is like a lot more of the driving force in this movie and so is um <laughs> tiffany haddish i think uh kevin hart had to be the driving force of this movie we uh we're done with louis ck man yeah yeah <laughs> well he got recast as oswald um or he's Oswald Patton in this one. Louis C.K. comes back? No, no. Max Max is voiced by a different yeah. person. This oh, okay, okay. The character is yeah. a different voice. Okay, okay, good. But good. Kevin Hart is like, him and Tiffany Haddish are like the driving force. It's about Max goes off to a farm with his family and he's super worried and like stressed out about taking care of his family's kid. And the farm dog has to teach him to be a, be a man dog. So, be, so be, it's good. It's good. Okay. And it, it's funny. Like they have to save a tiger. That's like the big the big moment one dog has to get a squeaky toy back from a place full of cats so this dog learns how to be a cat and they play it off to where she's a god and she catches the red dot from the laser pointer and all the cats are just like oh my gosh she caught the red dot like they're freaking out it was just funny mm. it just it has kevin hart it's just it. clever it's and clever kevin hart being kevin hart it's just kevin hart being a red bunny being a little short bunny <laughs> okay <laughs> That's Secret Life of Pets. <laughs> uh, somehow Nick caught that one, uh, but didn't catch. I caught that one because I worked catch with kids. Toy Story Four. Um, <laughs> I watched that last week at work. I don't know how this happened, but Toy Story Four is very good. Yep, it's really good. Um, a lot of people. I'm ready for it to from, be spoiled. From like, so I've I've had so many people say. I don't want to watch it because Toy Story 3 ended so perfectly. And Toy Story could, 3 did end. Yeah, yeah. and like, like I, I, it's going to betray it, and I don't want to watch it because, you know, how like they ended it so perfectly, so I don't want more. You're lying to yourself. You do want more. And, and here's the thing. Like, I went into it thinking it was going to be bad. Like, I was thinking that they're just doing it for the money. They just want to market it and then sell it. Um, Shrek and make, the third. Make money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they just wanted to Shrek the third it. Um so and it's a dirty word. Like, like they didn't care, you know, like they weren't going to care. And the whole time, even from the opening scene, you find out they do care. And not only that, they have something new to say. 
And that's why they made it was it's because Pixar they, magic. they have something to say again. And so if we get a fifth one, I'm there. They have my full trust in this franchise now. They didn't with when they announced Toy Story 4, but they do now. Because if they feel like they have something else to say, it's going to be good. And what they do have to say here is amazing. And it doesn't hurt Toy Story 3. You can get Toy anyway. Story 3 and Toy Story 4. You can you can get both, and they both have different things to say that, yep. that are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is very funny. Adding uh, Key and Peele is awesome. Adding uh, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, Reeves as Duke, your Duke Kaboom, big, right? Big for Keanu. That was awesome. Yeah, this is the, Kea- the, the Keanu Assange. Yep, yeah. SpongeBob movie. Has a he, yep. Why is he doing SpongeBob? He's, He's better than the that. Uh, um, but no, Toy Story 4, I, I loved it. I, I laughed. I got emotional. Not in the same way that I got emotional in, in Toy Story 3. But I don't really... I don't have like a lot of, I think, like nuanced thoughts about this or, or differing opinions. It's very good. It's very heartwarming. Bringing Bo Peep, Bo Peep back was a strong move that really works for this story. I, uh, I liked it. What? Where's it you going? Okay. We're going to keep going, okay? All right, let's keep this going. This is going to be a long podcast. This is. We are about three halfway. Three-hour extravaganza. We're about halfway. We need to, can we get through the quick ones? Should, should, we, should we split this into two episodes? <laughs> can we just say good or bad, like on some of the rest of these? Yeah, let's see. Some of them Like we can... the ones that are... All right, let's go. Dolomite is my name, Clay. Uh, it, it's, it's good. It's really vulgar and crazy. Uh, whatever. It's a whatever. Yeah. All right, The Irishman. Uh, it's awful, boring. The Irishman is not awful and boring. You watched 20 minutes of it. I, I watched like <laughs> you watched 20 minutes 40 of it, minutes, three hour and 30 minutes. I watched like 40 minutes of it with you. And they were, the scenes I saw were, were good. It's it's well shot. I feel like the story is somewhat engaging. It looked long. It looked very long and boring because for a lot of, for probably more than an hour and a half of it, I was watching a YouTube video while you were watching it. You saw my reaction to it. You it, watched um, me watch this movie. I, I see maybe why people like The Irishman, but it looked pretty long and boring to me. It, I don't think it needs to be three and a half hours from, yeah. from what I saw. The King. So The King is amazing. I I don't know why people aren't talking about it. I don't why it no I don't know why it's not getting any buzz for like Oscars. I know. That Timothy Chalamet is so hot right now. Timothy 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 Chalamet. Um Timothy Chalamet like I I wasn't sold on Timothy Chalamet like for the last couple of years. I was like, yeah, he's fine. Like I saw Lady Bird. Um I I heard that he was great in Call Me by Your Name. Oh, two like, really good movies. I saw Call Me by Your Name. Like, yeah, Lady Bird's like, awesome. Like, like I get that he's good. But here was where I really got to see him as something like kind of up my alley, like in the same way that Michael Fassbender was for my Magneto. Um, like that's the perfect envisionment of this. And I don't know anything about King Henry V. Um, the play by Shakespeare but, is very good. It's, um, my, it's my favorite Shakespeare. But, but with this, like it's just incredible. And everything about it is so great. And yes, I can see how you might find it boring. What's good about it? So much. Especially Timothy Chalamet. Um, and like the last action scene is incredible leading up to like that final tension between timothy chalamet's character and sean harris's character um where turns out like he's just been crapped on the whole movie um and he's been lied to by like one of his main advisors and and i don't care if it's historically accurate i don't care if it like is an accurate portrayal of what shakespeare wanted i think they made this a movie they made it their own yeah and a great movie at that and joel edgerton like writing this movie and in this movie is awesome 
So really, I don't know why people aren't talking Tell about it. Tell us about Robert Pattinson and in this. Robert is Pattinson good? is great. Robert Pattinson is crazy and the good. And, and it does have one of my favorite moments where Robert Pattinson fights Timothy Chalamet, kind of. <laughs> um, and, and it's amazing. So just watch it. Like, I don't, I don't care what you do. Just watch The King. Check it's on it Netflix. Out. And everyone has Netflix. All right. Child's Play, Clay. We're just giving you the rundown right oh, now. Oh, boy. Uh, Child's Play, it was good, not great. Um, I felt like it did something. It made me, like, partially invested in that franchise because previously I didn't care for Child's Play. I actually don't like Chucky at all. Um, I had watched The Cult of Chucky that came out last year, and it's not good. Um, I know that some people like it. But, but what I really want, I do want to see more, more good things coming out of, like, like reinventing the sagas and like the franchises that we already know. So like I want a good Nightmare on Elm Street to come back. I want a good Friday the Thirteenth. We got it with Halloween. The new yeah, Halloween yeah, was yeah, exactly. was pretty good. It was it was freaky. It's amazing. I'm not yeah. a big horror slasher guy, but it yeah it held my interest. Yeah, I love the new Halloween so much, and and I love it more than the rest of the Halloweens that came before it. And I've I've been a big fan of Halloween forever, but I want that to come back, um, and and be a big thing. And because they are so iconic, and why waste them? You know, um, that that's really all I have to say for Child's Play. It's not really about Child's Play. It's just about that genre. All right. Yesterday. I saw Yesterday. I don't think you guys did. Nope. Uh, this is the Beatles one. That's just what people, oh, did you see the Beatles movie? <laughs> um, the premise is very clever. I don't really know where, where that came from, but it works. I'm forgetting the director's name, but I really liked him on. I like. I love About Time. About Time is one of my favorite movies, and that's the writer director for this. Um, let me look it up. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. Um, I, I thought this movie was uh, was clever. Himish Patel was was good in it. I think he's going to be in Tenet. Actually, I think. Uh, uh, Christopher Nolan's tenant, which is awesome did because he did a good Nolan? job. Did someone say Chris? We didn't get Chris Nolan in twenty nineteen. Did, did but... someone say Christopher Nolan? <laughs> uh, yeah, this movie was charming. It, it was funny. Um, I think uh, my one comment is Ed Sheeran is in this a lot. I didn't know I was seeing an Ed Sheeran movie when I signed up for it. It was kind of bizarre. Like he's in the he's in like the trailer and you're like, oh Ed Sheeran makes a cameo. Oh no, he's a main character that really directs the plot, which was kind of strange for me. I didn't I didn't really expect that. But good premise, uh clever movie. Um and then my my last thing is the guy who plays Rumpelstiltskin in um Once Upon a Time. I don't know the actor's name, but you maybe can picture him now. He does a really good John Lennon. Like, he plays John Lennon, and he does a great job. So that's just another kind of just side comment. It's it's short, but it, it's a good scene. So, yeah, uh, the movie's worth seeing. It, it didn't knock my socks off, but it was fun. Hmm. Okay, another one that we all really loved, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. All right, let's, you're the, the Spider-Man guy, so give it to us. I'm the Spider-Man guy. <laughs> when it comes to Spider-Man Far From Home, it's another one of those movies, like Endgame, when I was done watching it, I had to think I need to see it again to catch the flaws. And there like really wasn't any, except for like one thing that people point out is just the name of Edith was like, well, Tony Noy was gonna die. Tony Tony did whatever he wanted. He could have had Edith mean a thousand different things, but the fact that he died, then they made it, ev- made it um, even dead, I'm the hero. It's just, that's something Tony would do. That's just something Tony would do. But this whole, 
the movie for me in total was so good because you get to finally have Peter make his own suit. It's Peter like taking on his own. Plus J.K. Simmons is in it. <laughs> yeah, we, we love that. For those of you who didn't I know that, about that J- just J.K. JK Simmons oh. is in it as J. Jonah Jameson again. And it does such a good job of like just setting up what's coming next. It was like a good bookend to the Infinity Saga scene, giving you a slice of life after Tony Stark, hmm. which I think they did really well. I think Tom Holland, always, Tom Holland's just always killing it. Fantastic. He's, he's just a very good Spider-Man. Yep. Like no two ways about it. Uh-huh. And he, I, I haven't seen actually Tom Holland in something I haven't liked him in. If um, you wanted, if you want to talk one of my top 10 movie moments, that Mysterio scene. That's where, that's where he is yep. fighting him and he's freaking him out. And he's yes. that's straight out of the comics. Mm. And it's they did it so well. Mm-hmm. Jake Hall's great. Yeah. He is great in this. Yeah. Um, it's his second best role of the year, right behind Mr. Music and John Mulaney in the Sacklands. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're probably too far from the microphone for them to hear that. It's his second best <laughs> role of 2019, right behind John Mulaney in the sack launch bunch. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Muse. Music, <laughs> music, music um, everywhere. Oh my gosh! But with the with this movie, um, I did love it. It's it's one of like, oh, yeah. my favorite Marvel movies, one of my favorite superhero movies, really. And it all does boil down to Jake Gyllenhaal being Mysterio in this, and I love how they handled it. It was so great because. Regardless of what you know about Mysterio, you know he's going to be bad. But there's that hint of like, well, maybe they're going to do something different. And here, what the surprise was is that they didn't do something different. Was that they made him appear like they, the good guy and they actually followed through on him being the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, I, um, um, I was... I'm a big Spider-Man fan. That's, out of all my comics, the most I own. It's I think like, we all love Spider-Man. The, the Spider-Man yeah. energy here is... <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Spider-Man fan and a big Mysterio yep. fan. Yep. And they almost had me sold. Like, not yep. quite, but I was like... But I wa- yeah. I think um, I thought it. they might do something different. And then I wanted him to be good mm-hmm. because they made him so dang likable they did. they did and even after like they made him so great as a villain um and so close second uh for like my favorite scene in that movie is when there's the revelation that he is the bad guy and a lot of people and he's toasting everyone yeah a lot of, I, people hate that scene yeah i don't get it i i think it's amazing i think that that scene i think they say it's unrealistic i think that scene is because it's also it's another thing of that post unrealistic well they they think it's like exposition like that's the complaint they're like like, like, oh they bring back ralphie from iron man one which was so great the the complaint the complaint there is that he's um is like they all know the plan why would he recite the whole plan to the camera like this it's just an excuse to get exposition but I it, it's an enjoyable way to get exposition. Yeah. Give me more fun exposition. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the old man sitting in the chair saying, "You are the hero, and here is your quest, and here's yeah. all the ways that the bad guys gonna stop you." Like that's boring. Right. Like give right. me something funny and mm-hmm. entertaining and silly. Like I like that. Yeah. One of one of the greatest things I have ever seen is that first Mysterio illusion. Um, and what what's so incredible about it and what like if I could change something about the movie just as a whole is there's one scene that I would turn into a whole movie. And it's when he sees Happy for the first time after he's been just hit by a bus, you know, like and everything's just awful. And the first thing he says to Happy is like, wait, stay right there and like prove to me that you are happy. 
because I don't trust anyone right now. Like, just a whole movie of that would be that crazy. Cool. Um, and, and, like, he's he's gotten in his head, and it's just awesome. And, like, it has all of the superhero, like, crazy epic stuff that you want. It has all the Spider-Man stuff you want. But really, like, Mysterio, for me, sells this movie. And I love the scene in the jet hovering over the lilies where he goes... You're not Iron Man. You're yeah. never going to be Iron Man. Because that's something Peter needed yes. to hear. Yes. Because everybody kept telling him, are you going to be the next Iron Man? You're mm-hmm. the new leader of the Avengers? Mm-hmm. Having somebody finally tell me, he's like, you're not going to be him. Like, yeah. you're your own person. Stop trying. <laughs> yeah, I think I think in movies, like what I've what I've noticed this year um, in terms of like movies that I have liked or scenes that I've liked or characters I've liked, whatever, um, just like narratively, is I like when a character gets what they need in the way they don't want it. And, and this was another one of those things. Like, he got exactly what he needed. He got that speech, but it was in the way he didn't want it. He wanted to be told that he is Iron Man, and he is doing amazing Iron Man things. But it's like, no, you're your own person. Like, you're your own hero, and now you get to do that. And then he does it, and it's awesome. <laughs> Before we move on to the next movie, I just want to yeah. say, now this is an Avengers-level threat. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, You don't know memes. Also, no, hey, I do. I do yes, know. I do know that one. meme. Yes, Mysterio, that's why I laughed. Mysterio is the greatest superhero of all time. <laughs> J.K. Simmons. <laughs> uh, so, Peter Parker. <laughs> I think um, the way, you know how if you've watched the Netflix uh, Marvel stuff, you get the same villain for 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. Mysterio could have been that. Yeah. And I would have loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been... Well, you know, he's not dead. Cool. Yeah, I'd like to see him come he's back. He's not dead. I would. Mysterio's not dead. I, I would like to see that. That'd be cool. I, yeah. I could I could do a I could do a, a series on that of, mm-hmm. like, not knowing what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. Have a whole episode, like, have a whole 45 minutes that turns out to be an illusion. Just that scene where he just doesn't know. Have a 45 yeah. minutes of him trying to figure out who he can trust. Yep. Like, you, that's two episodes right well, there. Well, that's going to be Spider-Man 3. Yeah, I hope so. I, Ever, they, if do, Craven the Hunter's in that movie and he's hunting about, him down. Can we talk about the panic and then the relief that we had of knowing that we will be getting a third Spider-Man? Oh my franchise. goodness, that like, was... <laughs> I, I found out at work and, and like... This was when I took You calls. were more upset about that than, like, Iran, the United, yeah, <laughs> the I, United States potentially was, going to war. I was more upset about that than anything <laughs> in the entire world. Um, but but then I get the news at work, like, it, it notified me. I don't know, it was weird. It, it notified me, hey, Spider-Man's back in the MCU. And I cried in the middle of a phone call at work. I thought Adam notified us. Uh, that's what it was. Okay. Yes. okay. Yeah. yeah. Our friend, we were in a group our friend told us, and I just, I cried. <laughs> Like, that's how much I loved Spider-Man Far From Home. Speaking of crying, I saw the movie The Farewell. It's very good. And Aquafina is a terrific actress. Mm. I had no idea. (laughs) I'd only seen her, I think, in, like, silly stuff, like Ocean's 8, Crazy Rich Asians, like, like comedy stuff. I didn't see Jumanji. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But uh, Aquafina just tears it up in this. It's super emotional. The premise is based on a a true story... um, and actually a common cultural practice in China of when um, when a uh, family member gets cancer and it's terminal, they don't tell them because they think if you tell them, it will propel it, basically. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's bad for your health to know that you're going to die. So they don't tell them. And Aquafina is a Chinese-American going home to see her grandma who is, who is dying and she can't tell her because the family has forbidden it. True story, uh, the writer actually went through this, so it's kind of semi-autobiographical, and, and it's it's amazing. It 
has one of my 10 favorite movie moments, which if you haven't seen the movie, uh, you you won't know, but there's a scene towards the end of um, Aquafina leaving China um, in, a, in a, she's driving to the airport and her grandma waves goodbye to her and it's, it, it wrecked me in, in a very good way. It, it's very emotional. Uh, so I highly recommend The Farewell. I, I think it's a, a beautiful film. It's, it's a kind of quiet film. Uh, in the sense, in comparison to a lot of the other movies we, we've mentioned here, uh, but it, it's the it's very dialogue driven and, and very emotional. I love it. Yeah, we want to hit a couple yeah. more of the quick ones, and then if we need to have a second episode of the more the ones with the thumbs up, I'm more than welcome to do. That. Okay, well, well then you let's guys are more than hit a few that. of the quick ones. Ready or not? It's crazy, but it's good. It's not great, but it's it's a fun ride. If you want a horror movie of hide and seek. <laughs> Ready or not. Not even a horror. It's just wacky. It's just silly. It's like um, it's like this year's Happy Death Day. Even though we got a Happy Death Day this year, this was like kind of that. Like it looked awful, but it actually was surprisingly okay. nice surprise. The lead actress carried it really well. Yep. Um, the I thought Margot she Robbie look alike. Yep. Uh, uh, she doesn't. That, I think in the poster she in looks the trailers, like Margot I was Robbie. like, is that Margot Robbie? No. Uh, I think in the movie she doesn't she really like, look like Margot Robbie. I just see Robbie. Hugo Weaving. That's all I see. Because it's, it's a daughter, daughter Samara. That's all yeah. I see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we also have our boy from uh, Shazam. Yes, he, yes. he, he is OC. Matthew Brody. Matthew Brody. Uh, Ad Astra. Oh, man. Oh. The okay. only other movie that I fell asleep in this year. <laughs> I, I love Ad Astra a lot. Visually um, awesome. Visually amazing. Like, probably one of my favorite scenes of the year. Like, this is my close second for when I marked it um, as an honorable mention was the moon pirate scene uh, where they're like on the moon and they're driving and just super the cool. And it's all quiet, like, because it's in space and it's just crazy. And I loved it. I could have done a whole movie of that. I, I'm glad we didn't get that because that's what I, you know would have wanted and not necessarily like what the movie was going for. Um, uh, really best, cool world building. Yes. Really cool world building. In I, I believed it. It felt very real. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. It felt plausible. Um, and I loved at the very end, and this is a spoiler for it, when he finally sees his father, Brad Pitt, and... Brad Pitt sees his father. Yeah, Brad Pitt sees his father um, as he's been going on this expedition trying to find him, and he's like... Hey, Tommy Lee like, Jones. Like, um, Tommy Lee Jones is like, you know, there's there's aliens out there. We have to find them. And I've searched this whole entire galaxy, but there isn't any here. We have to we have to go farther. And we have to risk more lives to go farther. Um, and he's like, no, Dad, we're all we've got. Like, this is it. And, like, to me, that was really just, emotional. just emotional and just heavy. and But kind of just relieving. Like, I, I don't know, as a message of the movie, like, we're all we've got. Like, I just felt like that made the whole movie kind of, that was the glue. Like, without that, that movie doesn't have much to say. The movie is kind of slow, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. is why I, I think I fell, I fell asleep I also, in this one. I could have done without um, the the narration from Brad Pitt. I feel like it Didn't was a little it. unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, a, a cool movie. Glad, mm-hmm. I, glad I saw it. Okay, uh, you saw this one, Clay. Uh, Midway. Uh, Midway's fine. Whatever. As okay. a movie, it's fine. As an event, uh, obviously, honor the fallen and everything like that. But it's, it's a war movie. It's not 1917. No, we'll get there uh, in episode two of this. <laughs> Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, 
It's just funny. Just really funny. One of the funniest. I live in the freezer at Pinkberry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zoe Deutsch uh, yes. tears it up. She steals every scene she's in. Yes, she's I hilarious. Love you old guy, it's Tallahassee. I told you that multiple times. Tally Sally. <laughs> Tally Sally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice surprise. I'm mm-hmm. glad we got another one. Glad uh, we took a break from Deadpool to uh, to get Zombieland two for mm-hmm. sure. Double tap. Okay, Terminator Dark Fate. That's uh, good. Not great. Uh, there was some fun action stuff. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. That's what you, I know. Didn't you also fall asleep? Gosh dang it. It sounds like I fall asleep in every movie. I, I never don't. fall asleep in the theater. I don't. You fall asleep like five times this year. <laughs> three. Um, three. So, but, but with this, I, I did like the final act a lot. Uh, that, that's really all I had going for. This also boring. It is boring in the middle. In the middle, it's boring. They just stopped oh, making Terminator movies. They should. Uh, I hate to say it, but. Or reinvent it or in a good way. Reboot it. But, but then, they, then I say... The reveal I, of this movie is so obvious. Yes. It's really so dumb. obvious. Really oh my goodness. But uh, in terms of the Terminator franchise, like, I, I do want to see something good, but every time I find myself saying that, I'm like, oh, I want to see, like, the war, like, the rise of the machines and everything. And I realize, we got the rise of the machines. It sucked. We got Terminator Salvation. It sucked. We got Terminator Genesis. It sucked. So they've already tried, and it just doesn't We've work. We've got two good Terminator <laughs> movies. We might not need another. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. needs to go the way of... Hugh Jackman, which I sad because I like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, mm-hmm. but he's been doing it for too long. Well, yep. that's what they do in this movie. That's they get rid of him. They're like, you know what, he's done, and that was a good part of the. Like I said, I like the final act of this movie. That's I, about it. It's in the trailer, but it paid off. Hammer down from yes. Terminator Dark Fate is cool. Yes. That, the hammer scene. Yeah. Actually, that whole first act is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just the middle is where I this movie slows down. I just, I told you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, now that I think it's, about it's it, yeah, the end is good and the beginning's pretty good. The beginning, I think, might be bigger, better than the end. Mm, you fell asleep. I, I fell asleep. You woke in up this and you were like, you woke like, up and they're like, how did they get in there? And I was like, they were underwater. For and like I said, five minutes. they were underwater. <laughs> you did that with that Astra too. You were like, oh yeah, they go underwater. underwater. And Godzilla, it's whenever they go underwater. <laughs> I fall asleep. I, I don't like underwater Something scenes. I guess. Water. Is that Does why I don't like Hawkman? This is why you don't. I don't understand why you don't like Hawkman, especially just for the end when he jumps out of the water and he goes, I am Aquaman. Uh, it's so it's cheesy, but it works. I like that fight scene at the end between him and Orm. Oh, That's really yes. cool. Oh, Ocean I watched that cool, like dude. thirty times. All right, uh, Nick, tell us about Jumanji: The Next Level. Jumanji: The Next Level. You have Danny DeVito, Danny Glover, Danny, uh, Danny, Danny Alec, Rock. Na- no, Alex Wolf from the Naked Brothers Band. Oh, phew! Oh. I'm glad. I'm glad he's still a, working. Wow, that's he was deep, in. He was in that's Hereditary a deep cut. too. Was he? Yeah, he's I in Hereditary. Haven't watched it. Yet. Alex Wolf has been acting a lot more than Nat, wow. and Alex Wolf has been doing pretty Which good. Which one's I in The Faults in Our that. Stars? It's probably either. It's probably Nat because Nat is in the Death Note movie. Netflix. That's okay. Oh, that's that not awful. That's, that's not, not Wolf. Wolf. That's not Wolf. Um, he's good Aquafina in the does stars. really good in this movie. Hey, Jack, we love her. Black. Jack Black had so and everybody loved Jack Black in the first one because he, he was he did a really good job of portraying Jim a girl. <laughs> did, a, did a great job of portraying a girl in a guy's body. Mm-hmm. Um, this one he starts out as the black guy, mm-hmm. so he's Jack Jack Black does such a good job of acting like a black guy mm-hmm. in a white guy body, mm-hmm. and then he switches back to the girl, but he does a really good job with that. Um, Danny DeVito is in The Rock's body for a while, and The Rock and Kevin Hart are the two old guys, and they did so good. It was so funny. It was such a just also because at the end of the movie, Danny Glover tells Danny DeVito's character, because they're old friends, he goes, I'm sick, I'm dying. And then there's a horse character in the movie, in case you didn't know. I I didn't. I didn't know he was a character. Yeah, the horse is a character, a playable character in the game that can fly. (laughs) 
and and uh, Danny DeVito is in Aquafina's body. Aquafina did great too. And and he's like talking to him, and they have one of them. He's like he's staying because Danny like Dana Glover's like I could stay here and live forever and fly around as this horse, or I could. <laughs> oh, he's in the horse. He's oh. in the horse. Or what the heck? or he could go back and die from sickness. And Danny DeVito throughout the whole movie, they've been butting heads because Danny Glover retired and sold the this restaurant. That he was getting too old. Yeah, he he's always getting too old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's and been he getting too old for years, and, <laughs> like forty years. And and they. And he was like, I lost everything with that. And he's like, I even lost a friend. And they like they come back together. It's just really war- heart feeling and like warm feeling. And it's All just right. a great movie. It's just a good mm-hmm. movie. It's funny too. Okay, Jumanji the next. Is it better or worse than the first Jumanji? Or about the same? I've heard it's the same. It's about the same. About the same. Okay, comedy, so that means comedy, we might not like it. Comedy. In <laughs> I didn't one, like the first. Comedy in this one does take it up a level. Okay. Cool. We got two more that we're gonna talk about here. Uh, Little Women. Uh, I love it. I think it's awesome. I think... You actually have three more. You miss... No. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Three more. Three more. Um, Little you're right. Women. Three more. Little Women. Uh, love it. Um, I love Saoirse Ronan. Love Timothy Chalamet. They've got great chemistry. Greta Gerwig makes this a very, very well-paced, uh, good movie. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just so wholesome. A lot of the movies we've talked about aren't that. Mm-hmm. This is not Ready or Not, right? Yeah, yeah. This it's is not Hellboy. This is, oh, my gosh. It's not <laughs> Don't Joker. Don't bring that back. Um, yeah, uh, Little Women is, is so wholesome awesome. Movie. It's so wholesome. It's, it's very... so good. The message is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting is great. Uh, there's I some surprise like actors. Person. Yeah. I felt like yeah, a better person after watching it. I did. I am... I'm, Crazy about this. This is my number five movie of the year. Little yeah. Women is. Um, I know I haven't been telling you during, throughout the the list. We'll probably just um, recap the year. Yeah, at, but in the episode two. But yeah. Little Women, awesome. Uh, one of my favorites. Okay, Frozen Two. Frozen Two. Apparently, Olaf is five foot four. What? Canonically? Yeah, that's if you Google Olaf's height, it's five foot four. So when he's standing next to Elsa, Elsa has to be. Like Elsa's huge. Seven feet tall. Eight feet tall. Yeah. No. That's canon. Okay. That's canon. Those Arendelle people are crazy tall. They are a tall group. Did you Did you watch it? I did not. All I know is I and then I know Olaf goes around shouting. What? Who's her name? What's the girl's name? That he's running around shouting. He's like, I don't even know her. I don't even know like a Vanessa or. A, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> he's like shouting. He's like Elsa, Anna. Hot Vanessa. take, I am not a Olaf fan. What? Josh Gad does so good. I, I like Josh Gad. I don't like Olaf. Yeah, I like Josh Gad. I don't like not Olaf. A, not an Olaf guy, no. Um, I think maybe he works a little bit better as existential Olaf. Hmm. Um, there's a couple of funny moments, but it kind of gets old. It gets tired, it the does. existential Olaf thing. Um, this movie is not Frozen 1. It is worse, um, for sure. It's also so close to perfection, and then it just decides to just... just they me, almost give you a movie that you want. Does fire powers? No. No. Oh. No. Um, and I think that's good. Yeah. Uh, this movie, what its problem is um, all of the lessons learned in Frozen 1 by Elsa, uh, she unlearns them yep. and she we isolates herself and then doesn't learn them though and she remains isolated oh, that's right. uh, and that's how it ends. Is she's going to go be the princess of the forest and leave everyone that she loves, mm-hmm. um, which she learned in the last movie that she doesn't need to isolate herself and live in the forest. Um, I don't need to go into a long um, tangent on this though because there's something really good that you can watch. Um, I'm going to shout out uh, my favorite YouTuber, J- Jenny Nicholson. 
has a video called Frozen 2 Scripts Doctor where she explains uh, where a lot of this movie went wrong because this movie is gets close to good things multiple times and then just misses it. It And also there are no consequences, which uh, just weakens the movie. Yeah. Um, everything that might go wrong just kind of doesn't, which is just kind of disappointing. It's actually a similar problem that I have with another movie, which we'll talk about in... Part two, episode in, in two. It chapter two. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like the consequences were necessary, and then they just kind of don't do them anymore. They get rid of it. And it's not like uh, like sometimes um, you don't do consequences in a children's movie because they uh, they couldn't like handle it. Um, that's not the problem. One of them. That's not the problem here. Like yeah. you could have at least dealt with at least one of these consequences. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think that they're too adult or something. I think everyone's seen it. Um, you can definitely destroy Arendelle. You might be able to get away with killing Olaf or Elsa. Probably but, not. Yeah, I don't but, think you kill yeah, them, so, especially because it's toys. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you but, don't. <laughs> yeah, so there's at stake, there's Elsa, there's Olaf, and there's Arendelle. And all of them are about to go, like, just be blown away. All at mm-hmm. the end, and they just decide, you know what, they're all going to come back. Yeah, I, th- I think you destroy Arendelle. I think you let Arendelle get destroyed mm-hmm. by the flood, and I think that really strengthens the movie because um, because then Anna really did make a sacrifice, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately, no one really ends up actually making a sacrifice. Does Anna die? No, no. Uh, she has plot armor. Yeah, massive, plot which is armor. fine. Like you give children's characters <laughs> yes. plot armor, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but at least like let someone really learn a lesson in this movie, and, and just no one really does. Also, don't retread things. And this movie does not really know what it's about. No. Um, unfortunately, the reveal of the king is not really a reveal. Nope. Um, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I, I don't need to talk about this too much, but uh, there's things they could have done. It feels like they were kind of making a couple movies. Last one. Last one. Uncut Gems. One of the one movies I did not see, but I was really hoping to see because Adam Sandler is mm. great. Adam Sandler. You oh, could probably still see it. I'm not a big Adam Sandler guy. It. And uh, he gives the performance of a lifetime in this. It is This movie is two hours of pure tension mm-hmm. and Talk it's about two hours that's how long this podcast is yes <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and, and uncut gems is uh is miserable in the best way this mm-hmm. is a good movie i i don't feel the need to like see it again never again but it is awesome Not wholesome in any way <laughs> no 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 this is this is the elf theatrical release theatrically mm-hmm. released movie this has this is number seven on most swears um yeah. it is it is intense yeah. um Lakeith Stanfield uh Adam Sandler Kevin Garnett um Kevin Garnett was all do amazing. really good jobs oh yeah Kevin Garnett is awesome mm-hmm. um in this uh and then it introduces another uh good actress um not Idina Menzel. Um, she's obviously uh, an actress previously. Uh, Julia Fox. Hmm. She does a great job, too. Or Julie Fox, maybe. Um, yeah, this movie w- was great. Um, good from beginning to end. Um, really intense. Uh, yeah, I, I, I recommend it if you're okay with the, with the swears <laughs> and uh, with just watching someone ruin their life due to addiction. For two hours. For two hours. And yeah. never make a good choice mm-hmm. for two hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie... This movie rocks. And that crazy. is a pun. That yeah. pun was intended. This <laughs> movie is, rocks. It is the craziest movie I saw this year. Dude, yeah. Those uh, <laughs> those Ethiopian Jews. Um, oh, with, yeah. the, with the scene. Yeah. Yes, yes. It wild. Um, yeah, the, it starts off crazy mm-hmm. um, with the um, with the Ethiopian Jews and, and just goes from there. Um, yeah, great movie. Um, would recommend. All right. 
I think that's going to do it for part one of this. There's still tons of movies <laughs> on there. Uh, I'm sorry. One, I'm sorry two, three, this. four, five, six, seven, Don't eight, tell nine, them. ten, they eleven to... more movies oh, to talk about. I know you have not been used to this long of an episode, but here it is. Next one might be this long. Probably not this this long. Maybe not this this long. With about eleven, half this long. yeah, half this but long. But hope you guys enjoyed. If you are listening on iTunes, be sure to subscribe. If you are listening on SoundCloud, follow, like, leave a comment, mm. and on Spotify, follow as well. Also in the description now on SoundCloud and Spotify, and I believe on iTunes, it has my email for business inquiries or sending questions that you want to have discussed on the podcast. So be sure to do that. I want to thank you guys for watching. Thank you, Nate and Clay, for coming yeah, out. Thanks for you. having us. Yeah, we're going to yeah. have you again. We soon. love movies. Yes. We, can we love you. Off, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll see you in the next episode. See ya.